Hello, and welcome to On The Real with L'Afrique. Today's episode is from an event we had for Enterprise Week. We invited different guest speakers who own businesses to advise us. Our key speaker for this event was a millionaire called Toby Arayami. He's an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and also an investor. He founded Wealth Nation, which is a multinational million-dollar company. Along came other speakers, which were student entrepreneurs. Efueko with her business called MTC by Efueko, Alida with her business called Alida Arts, Bumi with his businesses called Metro Scooters and Case X, and finally Flora with her business called Kazak. We also had the chance to hear from the Loughborough University Enterprise Network regarding top tips that they have. Thanks everyone for being here. Uh, it's amazing to see so many faces. Uh, and thanks for sharing that video at the beginning. I hope it was meant to be something live, but we had to find a quick workaround to make it work virtually. Um, no, I think you covered most of it, Sophie. Uh, just to introduce myself, I'm Emmanuel. Uh, I'm the Enterprise Section Chair. And yeah, guys, like starting a business, working on your passions is hard. It's super hard. It's like, I wish I had a harder adjective. Don't do it by yourself. If, if you want support, we're here. Like, it's really hard. So you can tackle that journey with us. We're here to make sure it goes a bit more smoothly. Some of their events are very informative and helpful. Others are just fun. So you can meet some like-minded people. Uh, we're at the first stage. So obviously, if you guys don't have an idea or anything, that doesn't mean you can't be involved in enterprise. If anything, we want people like that to join as well. Because I believe all of us at this age, especially being a lot for have an entrepreneurial side, we have passions, we have projects. It can be music, sports, even drawing can be an enterprise activity. So reach out and I'm happy. To, any questions, we're here for a bit as well, but I'm happy to see you all here. Yeah, if anybody's got any questions at this point or wants to ask us anything kind of before you kick off into the rest of your event, obviously, please feel free to, to ask us now while we're here. I think myself and Emmanuel would be happy to answer any questions. Very as well, happy. Uh, I will mention, just to reiterate, tomorrow our funding opportunity goes live on our website. Uh, I might share it on, uh, well, I could put it on the link here of our Facebook page. So if you guys have an idea that's quite established and you think the next step is getting that initial funding with that voice out there, check out our socials and it's quite a big opportunity for you all to take part. But uh, thanks for inviting us and good to see you. Thank you Any so much, Emmanuel and Sophie. I really appreciate you guys coming on short notice. No, <laughs> Don't worry. No, it's a brilliant event. Thank you for hosting such I'm a brilliant event Honestly, and celebrating Entrepreneurship Week where with us. That's great. It Thank is brilliant. Please feel free to stay on for the rest of the event if you're able to, just to hear what everyone displays and tells us about Take tonight. Time. I'll stay as long as I can. Um, I have a meeting in an hour-ish, but I'll just stay on call and hear stuff out for a bit. Perfect. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So our first official business that's going to be presenting, our first CEO, um, is Ifwekom. Ifwekom, I hope you're ready. We've made you host so you can share your screen if you have anything to share. But um, I believe Ifoko started her business this very year. It's crazy how like Corona came and it's like a lot of people got shook by it, like economically and financially. But strangely, everyone around me suddenly grew a business, you know. So blessings come in places that you, you don't expect it to come in. But We'll hear from Efeko and how her idea came up, her journey, and any top tips that she has for anyone who's planning on starting a business. 
you have the floor now, Fiko. Thank you, Flanny, for that introduction. Honestly, it's like Flanny said, the way this year has been, it's been insane, but you know, I'm thankful. I'm actually celebrating two months of my business. That was yesterday, but I'm really happy to be here with all of you guys. So I'm just gonna share my screen while I talk to you about my business. If I can find it, there it is. <laughs> Um, can you guys see my screen? Okay, great. So yeah, hi everyone. My name is Ifuako. Um, I'm going to be talking to you guys a bit about my business, which is called More Than Color by Ifuako Radio. Um, so just a bit about me. Like I said, my name is Ifuako. I'm in second year at Loughborough University and I'm studying finance and management. And I'm also Nigerian. Um, yes, I'm an international student who's just in the UK for school. And a bit about my brand. I founded this business in September 2020, but actually um, I first started thinking about the business sometime during summer and around July. Um, I don't know if you guys were here for like the, the enterprise video that was playing, you would have heard me say, um, the reason I started this brand was because I didn't want to have acrylic nails on my hands anymore because they're very damaging. And also nail salons were shot anyways during lockdown. So I couldn't even go to get my nails done. So I ordered a couple of like materials from Amazon because like I had the time and I just started practicing how to make nails for myself. And I was staying with my cousins at the time who were like, you know, this is really a valuable skill. And I was like, it really is. And I've always been interested in nails for a while now, for about five years of my life now. I've really um, been interested in doing nails, learning how to do nails. So, you know, lockdown was the perfect opportunity for me to do that. And then in September, um, kind of when it was getting close to my birthday, my 19th birthday, um, I was thinking I really want to do something with this year of my life. Like, I don't just want it to be like every other year because like I said, 2020 has really been eye-opening. So I was like, I really want to do something different than I've been doing before. And so that's when I came up with the idea for the brand and actually my brand name More Than Color, what it means to me, because um, many people ask me this, like why More Than Color? And for me, it's just, it, it gives everyone the opportunity to express themselves just simply by wearing a set of nails. And I feel like because we have so many designs and because we're also open to doing custom orders, it's just, it's so much more than just color. Like it's your personality that you're bringing out with these designs. It's your individuality that you're expressing. And that's where the, um, the name of, of my brand stems from. So like I said, we specialize in making luxury but affordable press on nails. Um, and we have a range of our own designs available to order on our website and on our social media. But like I said, we also create custom orders. So these are just a couple of the, the designs that we have um, in our own range. Um, and you can find all of these on our website as well. Um, we will be running a Black Friday sale very soon. The whole of next week is going to be a week of sales. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. But these are just some of our best-selling designs. Um, so we have very simple designs like um, the red ones in the middle here, um, which are just 10 pounds. And then of course we have like the different kinds of designs that people want, like the luxury designs, these ones in the top left corner with the purple and gold and the two on the bottom left as well. These are our most popular designs. And yeah, so we create these on request. 
Um, you order them, you put in your size on the website, and then, well, I say we, but it's me. <laughs> I am operating as a sole trader so far, but fingers crossed there'll be some report expansion soon. But yeah, these are some of our MTC designs. And then we also create custom orders. So this is just one example of what I mean when I say custom orders. So we created this in October, I believe, and we got an email from a customer who drew something for us uh, on Snapchat and then sent the image to us. So it wasn't even a case of sending an actual picture of a set that's already been created. It was just something that they had conceptualized in their head. And prior to this, I had never done a design like this, but that's the beauty of custom orders because in helping people express themselves, I'm also learning a lot more and pushing myself past limits, which I believe is a really good um, a really good thing when you have your own business, you start to realize a lot more about yourself and how much further you can go. Um, so yeah, we do create custom orders and we're very flexible on what kind of orders we receive and we will be honest as to whether we can create your design or not. And these are just some of the reviews that we've received since we started. Um, on the top left corner, you can see some people wearing their nails. And then on the right, you can see someone who's expressed how wearing a set of MTC nails has been for her and for the people around her. So these are just some of the re reviews we've, we've received. Um, so also, as I'm based on Loughborough right now, I'm in my second year, like I mentioned, we do offer discounted delivery within Loughborough as well. And all deliveries are handmade, which makes them cheaper because we want to we want the very best for all our customers. So the better we can be for you, um, that's what we will do. Um, so just a couple of advice um, and tips from me. Um, if you do want to start your own business, the best thing that I can tell you is to be yourself and be unique because a lot of people have um, the misconception that all business owners are the same, especially if you're a small business owner. Um, you know, you tend to see a lot of things, negative things about small business owners, like just joining and hopping, hopping onto a trend, but really just do what you want. Make sure that your brand is a reflection of who you are, and that's what draws people to your brand. Um, also, if you do want to start a business, I would say now is the best time to start. And I don't mean now in the sense that it's lockdown or COVID-19. I mean now as in the present day, because putting it, putting it off longer just wastes more of your own time. The sooner you start, the more you can learn and you can keep learning as you go. You don't have to be perfect from the start. And I think that's one, one thing that people always tend to to misunderstand. Your brand doesn't need to be perfect from the start. You can grow with your brand. Um, also, no market is too saturated. Um, so when I thought of the idea for my personal nails business, um, I did a lot of market research and realized that there are a lot of other businesses like mine. Um, and at first this deterred me, I will not lie. But then I, I said to myself, there's so many clothing brands out there. How come new ones are still starting up? And the simple reason for that is because every brand is different. As long as you have your own unique selling point, your brand is going to be different to everyone else around you. And that, that's what makes you stand out. Also, you need to know that running a business is not easy. It's, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be tough times, especially seeing as I'm, uh, most of the people in this call are still in uni. Sometimes it gets hard balancing um, work and deadlines with orders that you're getting. But at the end of the day, you know that you're doing what you really want to do. 
and it's going to be benefiting you in the long run. So know that it's not easy, but know that it's very possible. And if need be, ask for advice and connect with people. There's a large community of business owners in Loughborough, talkless of everywhere else. So don't feel like you need to go through anything alone. There's always people to talk to. And if you did want to connect with me, you could message me um, on any of my socials, MTC by Fuaco, and I'm happy to talk to you, give you advice or whatever you need. Um, so where you can find us, we have our own website. It's mtcbaifuaco.com. And across all social media, it's at mtcbaifuaco. It's the same thing everywhere. Um, and if you did want to email or ask us anything, um, you can email inquiries at mtcbaifuaco.com. And finally, um, for this occasion alone, <laughs> I've created a special discount code for um, all the society members who are on this call and just generally. So plenty if you did want you could feel free to share this with the rest of your society but yeah here's a special discount code for 10% off all our nail sets um for as long as you want to, as long as you want to use this so yeah thank you guys thank you so much Ifoko. like thank you for the discount really appreciate that um hopefully if anyone has questions just because there's specific slots for everyone speaking we'll keep the, the questions till the end of the event. So if we could, can you please stay on in case anyone wants to speak with you? Um, also, could you please make a CV host again? Because I think um, there's people trying to come on that we have to let onto the call. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, let me just. <laughs> okay, so the next person I'm calling on is Alida. Uh, she's an artist. She draws, she does photography. She's quite talented. Um, and I just want to give her the opportunity to speak about her journey, you know, being, cause she actually, her whole degree is actually art. So it's not beyond it being a passion and a talent she has, she's actually also studying it. So um, she's taking it further than just like a hobby. So please let's try and, and welcome her. Alida, I hope you're ready. Perfect. Yeah, hi. We are sharing the screen, aren't we, for you? um i thought that it would be better if i shared the screen okay that's fine so yeah. all right thank you you can you can just start talking yeah okay so um my name is the leader and i'm an artist and i'm also studying art as well i founded my business in 2018 and it is called alida.h.art it mainly started with selling work to family members so it wasn't going to be that expensive and then I gradually started to sell it towards people, say like uni students or some of my friends. And from there, it just gradually became something that was more of a business. So I was just gradually being able to transition it from a hobby into something that people could take seriously. So I have a PowerPoint that I see we just gonna put up because I don't think she can make me host. Sorry guys, one minute, technical issues. Thank you. 
great. So with my artwork, the main thing I want to do with it is just to be able to create more positive interpretations of people of colour, as in the media and music videos and things like that. It's very hard nowadays to find positive representations of us. More so now we have more positive representations in the terms of, say, like clothing brands promoting people of colour more as their models and things like that. But part of that can be because if they don't do it, then it's something that they'll get backlash for. So with that, I was just looking at that and thinking that if I created more positive representations, it would be because I actually wanted to, not because I thought I had to. So next slide, please. So a little bit about myself. I mainly work with photography and painting, monoprinting techniques, and then ink as well. With these, it makes make sure that I use a variety of different techniques to be able to provide different things for customers. I create my work to illustrate my faith, to change perceptions of people of color. And I also create poetry as well. And that's on my page, alida.h.poetry on Instagram. I also speak about topics such as depression or mental health issues in the black community. And art for me has always been something that I've done. So in the sense of it being a dream of mine, I've kind of achieved that, if that makes sense, because it's been something that it's been in my family and it's just been something I've always wanted to do. So, Next slide, please. Thank you. So as for business aims, I aim to make a good profit and I aim to speak about different topics that are ignored. For example, faith, religion, racism, etc. With that, I also want to make sure that customers are happy at the end of the day and to be able to create work that people are just joy joyful in and that they can share with their friends, their family, just anyone really. So a few tips for you guys. I think main one for me is to not be afraid to try new things. You don't have to be good at everything, but if you have a passion, I would definitely say to follow through with it because it doesn't matter if, like if Weko said, there's like 10 or 20 other people who are doing something similar to you, everybody is different. So even though we have a lot of different departments where a lot of people do similar things, I wouldn't let that deter you from finding your niche and running with it. Another thing I would say is that with some opportunities, if you're burning yourself out, for example, it's okay to say no to some things. I think a mistake for me when I was first starting out is that I was saying yes to everything. And then in the end, I would just be burning myself out because I would have like 500 things to do on top of uni work as well. And then I had a job at the time as well. So I think definitely one thing with that is just know how to prioritize and then just be able to manage your time. So these are some examples of works I've done. So I've done some different drawings and paintings here. With these, some of them have been commissioned and then some of them I've done for university. Next slide, please. I think one of my main passions is photography. I would say that's the main thing that I do. I started taking photography seriously 
back in mid 2018 when I went to a workshop and then from there I just honed on it and then made that my main material that I use. I find with photography it's one of the most interactive ones as you're actually talking to people as you're making work so it's just always really fun to do. Next slide please. So I was talking about my poetry as well so with that I like to create different poems anything that's just on my mind. So if you look on the page leader.h.poetry, then you can see more of my work there. I'm not gonna read it out because I know I don't have a lot of time. So next slide. And for the Freak Society, I've done a discount. So anything you want, it can be 10 to 25 pounds. I've just put my original prices there just to see, just so you guys can see what I do and the different options that you have. So yeah, thank you. And where you can find me on Instagram, alida.h.arts slash alida.h.poetry and then my main page, h.alida. Also on Twitter, I've just made an art account. So that's called Alida Arts. And then on LinkedIn for any business inquiries or collaborative things, you can just find me on Alida Hammond. Perfect. Thank you very much, Anita. We'll keep the questions till yeah. the end. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, the next person I have on is a young lady called Flora. Also, I hope you've all noticed the pattern here. Like the the key thing here is like if you've if you've not got like a business yet, but you plan on having a business and you've been thinking of doing it, like this event is just for you to see other really young people um, doing it. So hopefully it kind of motivates you to just like start. Um, Flora is the next person I'm calling on. Um, I'm excited about her idea, her, her um, business idea because um, she actually generated it from a competition which she won and then it was like okay well this is a business then like <laughs> so that's actually exciting to to hear that it actually already won an award so let's let's hear what she has to say do you need us to make you host okay all right the floor is yours thank you um i'll actually change the settings so that everybody can share simultaneously that way, when you, I make you host again, you don't have to make everybody, everybody host. Okay. Thank you. Um, I could just, okay. So, oh, hi everyone. So my name is Flora um, and I run Kasai. So Kasai is, an information hub and e-commerce for people with curly, coily and kinky hair. We basically started working on it this year as, um, okay. So we met during lockdown in a founder band program, as previously mentioned. Um, this is my co-founder, Michelle. We never really met in person. I think we met passing like once. So we didn't really have a full conversation in person. So all our um, interaction has been online. So that's what we tell everyone and they're a bit shocked. But this was literally one day 
I saw my sister saw a competition she sent it to me and she was like Flora you should just try it I entered and this is what happened so as the other people mentioned if you ever see something that you think you might enjoy just do it because you never know what might come out of it so our business noticed three problems in the natural hair community. So there was a limited access to products and resources outside of metropolitan cities. So as you know, there's only one store for African people in this, um, in this town or city. Um, so getting products online is not really much of an option, but it wasn't a year ago, but now there's a few more shops doing it. Um, if you live in Europe, for example, Paris, I know that this is very hard to get products, even though it is a major city. So what we, what we saw was an opportunity to have an information hub and an e-commerce where people could find information and then be connected through AI technology to buy products to fit their hair types or hair needs. There's also a lot of information out there. So I know that a lot of people use YouTube, blogs, and other websites to basically get information on their hair. But we've noticed that it's a lot of jargon, a lot of opinions, and not really factual scientific information. So to facilitate this process, we decided to get together our psychologists, hair chemists, and basically build this whole um, database of information so that you are sure that you have the correct scientific information that has been constantly been updated. We also noticed that because of this overload of information, it is hard to actually um, keep up with your journey um, as easily as it is for when you're um, doing like a skincare journey. So we wanted to create um, a profile for everybody to basically, sorry. So we wanted to create a profile for people to um, record their journey and come back to it every single time, enter the information in the quiz, and just be sure that this is going to be the place where I go every single time I need to um, have, every single time I need to um, look for information for my hair and look for products for my hair. Um, as you may or may not know, um, in the UK, Black women account for 80% of total hair product sales, yet um, stores like Sainsbury's and Tesco and Superdrug have only started accommodating black hair products recently in the last five years. The hair care industry is also worth five billion pounds. And there's also a lack of um, knowledge on what product is toxic and what product isn't toxic. To um, recap and just summarize everything, our business is an information hub and e-commerce platform, and we aim to provide tailored hair care resources that are educational, ethical, and accessible. This is a recent post that we did. Um, I don't know if you saw it in the group chat, but I put um, our recent events about hair growth essentials. We had um, Charlotte from um, the 76 Agency, Uche, who is a really famous hairdresser, Paris, who owns um, That Good Hair, which makes customizable hair products, and Nicola Smart, who's a famous psychologist in the community. 
they all um, talked about the topics I've just mentioned and really went into depth of what it means to have your own um, hair journey and how it means to tailor it so that you can reach your goal having healthy hair. So we will be continuing this series and there will be more opportunities for you to go um, and participate. Tickets are usually five pounds. So we're always trying to make it affordable so people can access information easier. And all of this um, series is basically working up to our launch, which will be next year. This is an example of some of the information that we have on our Instagram. Um, I put it down as well. We have very much so condense information about um, hair routines, like wash day routines, um, chelating shampoos, for example. We also have information on styling, anything you could think of, we've condensed it so that you get the most important information. And that's just a sneak peek into what will be in the information hub later on next year. So that's all from me in regards to the company. Um, I'm going to mention a few um, tips which I've jotted down. Um, I'm trying not to repeat my, um, the other points that were mentioned, but market research is really important when you're trying to build a business. So we initially were going to be called Curly Care, but we noticed that some people may not um, identify with that. Um, I certainly wouldn't. I think that is more of a mainstream brand. Uh, so we went with Kasai, which is more ambiguous, and it's actually a river in Central Africa. So we wanted to make that connection. Also, the AI aspect is not really, it's a very much emerging market, but it's not really common in the hair care space. So that was our niche, which we intend to capitalize on. Um, also, take the opportunity. Again, that's been mentioned, but when you see um, posts like what's on VIP network, it was posted like a few hours ago. It's an internship with Vogue and uh, BMW, I believe. That is something that I would take up instant, instantly. Like even though I'm not super into it, I would still take it because it's covering marketing, which is an aspect of business that we all need to know about. There's also joining networks. So we've got the LEN network and I'm sure there's other networks in the university but you should also join things like Foundervine, the like-minding females networks there's always um, little networks that you'll find on LinkedIn that will uh, basically talk about anything that you're interested in those usually have opportunities which are not talked about um, for example my sister she got a year-long internship at a company and she's been paid over two grand for an opportunity she only found on LinkedIn and nobody asked really applied for because she went and she just asked, do you have any internships? So make sure that you are present on your social media, on your LinkedIn. And instead of um, following the phrase, don't talk about it until you've made it, talk about it so people can hold you accountable if you're not doing what you wanted to do. And so people know that you are doing something and if they have something else, that if they have something which they can help you with, then they can come and guide you and give you opportunities to further your journey. Also, admit when you're not good at something. 
So I am unfortunately not the best at maths. I stopped maths as soon as possible. So I was extremely happy when I found out that my co-founder was a maths graduate. So that aspect of the business is being dealt by her. So if you find something from your business that you struggle with, don't be afraid to ask people in your network on LinkedIn because there'll be, people love to talk about themselves. So they'll be extremely happy to have you. Um, I'm trying to think of one more. Yes, so take the opportunity if it's given to you. Um, the power of the side hustle is very important. Like even though you're doing your business, let's say you're out of uni or you're still in uni, but you're doing your business and you think it's gonna make you're gonna make it, you're still gonna need money to make it work. So if you get an opportunity, say uh, working a Saturday job in a supermarket, it doesn't really hurt to have that extra cash to fund your business. So I would say whatever opportunity comes your way at this stage, it's important to take it and not be afraid just because the money will be needed. And that's what I have for you guys. I hope that was helpful. Um, and yeah. Thank you so much, Flora. Please stay on. I'm sure there'll be questions towards the end for you. Could you please make a CV host again? Sure. Uh, okay. Oh, a few people. In the meantime, um, the next person I'll be calling on is the key special guest for this event. Um, personally, um, I'm really excited like to hear what he's going to, to give to us today because um, he's the only guest that is not unlike the rest of us. He's not a student, he's established. Um, his name is Toby Arayami. Um, he's a philanthropist, he's an author, um, he's an entrepreneur, he's a financial investor. Um, he established Wealth Nation, which I believe is making millions. So please tune your, your ears to literally hear what he has to say. Um, invite anyone who is currently not here to come on ASAP to receive. Um, and yeah, I'm actually really excited to, to have him on. Um, Toby Arayomi, I think, I don't know if it's the wrong, uh, hold on. Can you hear us? I sure can. Hello, how's it going? Perfect. <laughs> it's good. Can't see yet, can you? <laughs> Just uh, get my camera on. Right. Hello, guys, how's it going? Good. Thank you for awesome. coming. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. All right. Do you need uh, Do you need us to make you host if you need to share anything on your screen? Um. Yeah. Why not? Then I can just pin my video. So otherwise, I'll be lost in a sea of faces. <laughs> okay. But it would be nice to see more faces. There's only four people I can see. Everyone else is shy. Um. <laughs> exactly, guys. Put your cameras on. <laughs> I like seeing faces. I bounce off of faces. It's 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 a thing for me. If we're on Zoom, we might as well see see people, right? But how's everybody doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, I, I'm, I am at your behest. Now, if you just explain to me, I am just sharing what's hap what, what we do and uh, some principles I've learned on business. Is that... Yeah. Can you explain 
can you explain to me how much time I have as well? Um, well, because you're the key guest, you have up to 30 minutes. Because you want guest. to receive wow, as, as much as we can. <laughs> so <laughs> here, like where you started, you know, what got you into the field you're in now, the struggles you had at the beginning, how it's going now, where you plan on going, just the full story and the top tips you have for us. And more importantly, um, how we could kind of, if we were, we wanted to take part in what you're doing, how we could also join you. Of course, I'd love to share all of that. Well, hello everybody. Um, let me just change the view. For some reason, it's, uh, it's just changed to a full screen. No, that's not the right view. Sorry, one second. Uh, speak of you, that's better. Perfect. I can see all of you now quite clearly too. Yes, I will be mindful of time. Um, and I'll, I'll do my best to, to, to deliver. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Toby Raimi, as I've been introduced so wonderfully, and thank you for, for having me. It's always a pleasure, always a pleasure to speak to people, especially about an area that I'm passionate about, and I'm extremely passionate about the spirit of entrepreneurship and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I actually believe that it's totally ethical to be an entrepreneur and to express and take risk on what's on the inside of you. The journey to entrepreneurship is different from a job. In a job, you're paid. In entrepreneurship, you're rewarded. In a job, you're doing what you're paid for. In entrepreneurship, you're doing what you're made for. It's a difference. And so you find that the entrepreneur is rewarded. Uh, by reward, I mean this. It doesn't make sense to everyone to everyone else out there that somebody makes, for example, it was, uh, uh, I, I told everyone the story that last week in one day of, of business, I made 35,000 pounds from one day of business. That's not payment, that's reward. Do you understand what I'm saying? Payment is 50 pounds for the hour. It's 100 pounds for the hour. Reward is you have worked so darn hard you have slaved, you have poured in, you've released all your potential. And so guess what happens to you? You get rewarded when you're an entrepreneur. And so actually, I think I get to spin off of a few things that I was sharing yesterday, if you don't mind, in our CEO club, because I think these will be helpful for you even today. Yesterday, I was talking about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and how to release the spirit of entrepreneurship. And it's all defined in this word. It's all defined in this word. And I don't want to mix terms with you. I don't want to give you textbook knowledge. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to give you things that I know work. I want to give you things that work for me. And I think you guys are all university students, right? Um, so uh, first of all, you've been through school, you've been through university. Life has taught you to color inside the lines, break all the rules. That's what I'm going to say to you first. Life has unfortunately taught you that this is the roadmap to success. Now you've probably spent, for me, it was 10,000 pounds debt I got myself in. For you guys, I think it's much higher. You've probably got yourself, what, 30,000 in debt? Great way to start your life. You got yourself maybe 30, that's the good news. You got yourself 30,000 pounds in a hole. So your net worth right now is minus 30,000. OK, and they obviously want you to spend the rest of your life paying uh, this debt that you've got over you forever, basically, or for however many years that it will take. So I'll tell you what it takes to be successful and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Now I'm host. Apparently, I've got to admit people into the meeting. Am I just a co-host? Because I can see people in the waiting room. Um, if 
actually i just realized flora made it possible for more people to share the screen so maybe if you made a cv host again and then you should still be able to share your screen if we test that out i don't need to share my screen actually but if somebody can uh be a co-host i'll assign hostage back to someone or i'll make i'll make someone a co-host in yeah. fact i think no one better than you uh Bianca, am i saying your name right it's flanny actually i don't know why okay <laughs> this is Bianca on your page. <laughs> i'm just i'm just going with what i say uh okay let me let me make you host again i don't really need to be host i've made you host if you see anyone in the waiting room then of course you can let them in what it takes to be successful in business is it takes grit grit this is the this is my my word i want to put it on t-shirts and everything it's not my word but i'm going to own it grit it takes grit to be successful in entrepreneurship and in business and grit is a passion it's a desire it's a, it's a drive despite all obstacles for a desired end so if you want an outcome you want to achieve an outcome you have to settle in your mind that the outcome is already achieved so this is the first step of grit that i want to give you the number one step of grit is you must become successful to be successful okay this is this is this is um, uh, this is how you become successful. The seed of all of life. If I only spend time on point number one, I've given you everything that you need to know about grit. There are ten points, but I'll, I'll try to get through as many as I can. Number one is you must start successful to become successful. Uh, have you noticed the rich get richer? Have you noticed the poor get poorer? I found that the more wealthy I am, the more people give me money. It's a strange phenomenon that that people walk past beggars and poor people all day long and don't give the money but the more wealthy you are for some reason people go no i want to cover your meal no 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 no. i'll, I'll take care of your petrol no, no no can i give you this money to invest in me and do this for me and do that for me the wealthier you are the more you attract to your life that means this you must be before you have okay we think have and then we become something you must actually start being first before you have. In fact, maybe the current version of who you are is, can never be a millionaire. So to be successful, you have to actually break the habit of being yourself. The current version of you may not be able to handle the level of life you're trying to attract. So we always find in business, in a job, you work on the job, but in business, your business works on you. Your business will tell you if you're too slow, too lazy, procrastinate. Your business will tell you your propensity to quit. Your business will talk to you. Your business will speak to you all day long about how many excuses you keep making and when you're going to get it together. Because in a job, you're guaranteed income. In a business, the only guarantee for income is you. It's you. That's why if I told all of you, let me uh, experiment. If I said to all of you today, that this is one of our, uh, our, our webinar rooms in, in our office. If I said to you today, guys, this room seats to take maybe, uh, let's just say it was big enough to take a thousand people. If I said to you today, guys, if you invite people to this room, whether they say yes or no, it doesn't matter. I will pay you a hundred pound per person you invite. How many people are you going to make sure come to that meeting? Talk to me. How many people are you going to make sure come to that meeting? One billion people. Right. Because what did I just do? I guaranteed you an income. So you wanted to work. That's a job. That's a job. In business, you can make that kind of money 
but with no guarantees. No guarantees. The only guarantee in business is you. This is why we have a 2%. The reason why we have 2% is not because the world isn't socialistic enough. The reason why we have 2% is because the 2% are willing to do what the majority of people aren't doing, which is the 2% are willing to put a bet on themselves. The majority of people want to put a bet on the government. Oh, if we only had a better government. Oh, if I only grew up in a better family. Oh, if my mom and dad stayed together. Oh, if I just grew up like Prince Harry instead of like this. The majority of people want to pass responsibility to somebody else as opposed to taking responsibility for their own life. This is why I say the first secret to success is going to be here in your mind. This is it. The first thing that you're going to have to learn to do to be successful is you're going to have to learn. I'm going to rush through this point because I could stay on this point for days you're going to have to learn to change the way you think there's no there's no uh, way around it the current version of who you are right now may never be able to be a millionaire it may never happen until you transform the current version how do you transform the current version just like a phone i have hardware and then i have software the hardware is the phone the hard case the software is whatever ios is running at the time in the iphone now Every now and again, my iPhone keeps telling me you need an upgrade. Why? Because certain features will not work if it doesn't upgrade. In the same way, there are certain things about you. you your, your body is hardware. Your mind is software. But the majority of us, even on this call, spend more money on the outside of our head than we do on the inside. You spend maybe 60 pounds, 70 pounds, 80 pounds on the weave. You spend maybe 10, 20 pounds getting your shape up nice together. When was the last time you read a book? When was the last time you bought a bunch of books? Because it's evident to me, the difference between me and Richard Branson, the difference between, listen, you invited me here. I hope you're okay with this. The difference between me and Richard Branson, the difference between me and Bill Gates is what they have in their head. That's all. If I could get Bill Gates' mind and put it inside of me, I could probably do more because I'm better looking than him. I could probably do more than he, he's, he's achieved. You could probably do more with your life, if you can get somebody else's mind and put it on the inside of you, that's what a book is. That's what tapes are. That's what YouTube is. YouTube is an entire online course. But you realize people like Henry Ford, Kissinger, Rockefeller, all these legendary names in business became rich without the level of resources we have today. For them to become rich, they had to pursue their mentor. It was one guy somewhere. For you now, it's online. This is the problem. We've got smartphones, we become dumber. We've got faster cars, we become more impatient. That it's the paradox of life, it's the success paradox. The more resourced we are, the more unresourceful we become. You've got so many resources on YouTube. You can learn crypto trading, Bitcoin, you can learn Forex, you can learn real estate. It's all out there, it's all out there. But the problem is we are so over-resourced that we're not resourceful anymore. And let me tell you what else is the reason why our minds don't change. We are addicted, this generation I found, addicted to hearing truth, addicted to being triggered, addicted to saying, yeah, oh, ooh, that's powerful, yep, yeah, that's true. We're not addicted enough to action. Let me tell you how to get addicted to action. Let me give it to you. Whatever I teach you today, let me, I'll give you the ultimate secret because people think I'm a motivational speaker. I'm not a motivation. I actually hate motivational speaking because I will pump you up now. It will last till you wake up tomorrow. 
And you'll assume, you'll tell everyone around you, everyone will go, how was that time with Toby Ryan? Like, it was powerful, man. He's rude, but he's powerful. It was powerful. And then someone will say, well, what was it about? You'd be like, mm, uh, it was powerful. I can't remember, but it sure was powerful. Because the assumption is, because you were impacted in the moment, it's transformed your life. The truth is, the secret to transformation is not motivation. The secret to transformation is repetition. If you do not commit what I teach you today, if you do not commit it to memory, it will never form meditation. If it does not form meditation, it will never be manifestation. If I told you the amount of successful people I've listened to, that I could repeat their writing almost off by heart. If it's not part of your memory, and let me tell you, all I say today, you're probably only going to capture 10%. If you're Gen Z's, Man, you've got, you're probably going to capture 1%. I mean, us guys had hope. Us millennials had more hope than you had. We had Facebook memory span. So we could watch 35-minute videos. Then after us came another group of people. Who was after millennials? I can't even remember. But another group, was it Gen Zs? Are you like guys like Gen X? I think it was Gen Zs. Gen Zs have like Instagram memory. So it's like two minutes, at most 15 minutes, if you really grab their attention. Your generation is TikTok memory, okay? It's like, if this video is more than five seconds, that's why your mom keeps sending you videos that are one hour long on WhatsApp. You still don't know how they screen record it, but somehow they managed to send it to you, 45 minute long videos, and you've got no time to watch it because you just saw the time snap. Now you're in this core with the, with the memory span of a goldfish here, okay? Oh, listen, we were bad, you guys are worse, okay? How do you fix this? You've got to get what I taught you, even what anyone's taught you today. You've got to listen to it so much that it becomes you. I'm giving you the secret here. The secret actually is in the repetition. I'm going to say stuff to you right now that's golden nuggets for your life, but if you don't repeat it over and over till it becomes who you are, it'll never change you. Because the most powerful seed in all of life, the most powerful thing in all of life, more powerful than money, more powerful than all the money in the whole world, is right words. The power of right words. Everything is coded by words. Even your DNA, which is the information for your whole life, is word coded. Everything is word coded. Think about it like this. When I, words are realities, because every time I speak words to you and I'm training you, your brain. If you repeat what I say, your brain is going to turn my words into new neurological pathways. Your brain is actually, see right now, maybe some of you might be stressed out. You might be stressed out because let's say you're the mayor of a city and it's your job because in that city they have too much traffic and it's your job to fix the traffic problem. But there's only one road in that city, only one road through your whole city. What's your solution? Your solution, if you're going to break the traffic jam, is to build more roads. Can I tell you why some people are stressed? Because in their brain, there's only one road. 
They haven't yet learned how to build new neurological pathways in their brain that give them the ability to have options and choices and things that they can do. Get right words. When you find somebody who can speak right words to you, and when you're in a position where you can hear good truth, I'm giving you the secrets to wealth here. When you're in a position you can hear truth, because most people do not want to hear truth. We are, we are so popcorn in this generation. We are so microwaved. We want everything quick, everything processed. We want everything to pop up like toast. We just want it quick and fast. We don't want the process. But when you can find somebody who's willing to give you truth, and then you listen and listen and listen and listen and listen, I'm talking to the point that you can recite what they say. The word becomes you. This is what happens. Words become thoughts. Okay, thoughts, when you think on them long enough, become imaginations. This is the most powerful thing. When thoughts become imaginations, it's over, game over, you're successful. Thoughts become imaginations. Imagination becomes feelings and emotions. Do you know your mind can't tell the difference between reality and what's false? That's why when you watch a horror movie, you start running over the back of your chair because you forgot that it's not real. You're in a state of suspended disbelief. When you can convince yourself you're wealthy in your mind, you won't even know you're not. I don't know when I became a millionaire. I couldn't tell you the moment it happened. So someone said, oh man, you just made all this money. How'd you feel? I've always been that way. It's just that life was waiting to catch up. Life took a while to catch up with what I already knew. Walt Disney, uh, was uh, a man who he stood, he sat, sat on a bench staring at a mountain. He's staring at this mountain every single day. And a cleaner comes in and says, what are you staring at? He says, I'm looking at my mountain. I'm looking at my mountain. He says, Walter, what are you talking about? Years later, Walter commemorates a, a ride. I don't know if you've ever been on this ride. It's one of the wildest rides in the world, Space Mountain. He built Space Mountain on top of this mountain that he's looking at in Florida, in Orlando. He builds this ride, his, uh, but he dies before the ride can be commissioned. So his board of directors are standing there and one of them gives this emotional speech before they welcome his wife up. And the emotional speech says, oh, we're so sad that Walter could not be here at this time to see the, the commissioning of his new ride. His wife stood up on the podium and says, thank you for your kind words, but I have to tell you, you're all wrong. Walter saw this ride a long time ago. You are just seeing it now. That's the power of vision. You see, when, when words become thoughts, thoughts, when thought on long enough, become imaginations. That's why if you've read a book, but it hasn't formed your imagination, you haven't listened to it long enough. You haven't read it long enough. You haven't been taught by it long enough. It's got to form your imagination. What happens when it gets into your imagination? It becomes emotions. Emotion comes from the word E, Latin, up, motion, movement. It becomes your upward movement. When you have the right imagination, guess what? You start moving. You don't need motivation anymore. You are now programmed. It's not motivation. People say, how do you work so hard? How do you do what you do? I'm programmed. Whether I'm sad or happy, it doesn't matter. I'm programmed this way, right? Now, it becomes emotion. When it becomes emotion, after a while, if, you, if it becomes emotion, it will become your decisions. Now it starts to affect your decisions. You actually start doing stuff. You start connecting stuff. After a while, if it gets into your decisions long enough, 
it becomes a very dangerous thing, habits. Habits are, dis habits are automatic decisions. Habits are automatic. Have you ever bit your nails and didn't know you were doing it? Because you got a habit. Habits are automatic decisions. When you get to the level of life where you don't need a schedule anymore, you've got habits, good habits. This is why the secret to your success is your daily routine. Actually, if you want your life to be interesting, it should be boring. You should have a daily predictable routine, habits. Like we know this is what you, I can tell whether someone's gonna be successful if I spend one day with them. Their habits reveal their success story. You gotta see it in the habits. Then if it becomes your habits long enough, guess what it becomes? Your character. And by the way, your character is what people know about you. Your character is, your, is, is the advertisement of your thoughts. We know, I don't need to know what you say. I just need to watch what you do. I rarely allow people to fool me with words. I just need, everyone votes with their feet. I need to see how you behave. The fruit is in your behavior. I don't listen to what you say. I'm listening to what you're saying, your conversations. You might say one day something, but I need to hear your manner of talking. Okay, so it becomes part of you. It becomes uh, your character. And let me say, when it becomes your character, this is what, this is the final stage. It's the most powerful stage. It becomes consequence. And the definition of consequence, consequence is the quality of life. The quality of your life is determined by consequences. Consequences are the quality of life. That means today I'm living a life that is the quality of the choices I made yesterday. Successful people, if they are lucky, it's because they created their luck. Consequence, right consequences happen when preparation and opportunity meet. When you've been doing the same thing every single day, with, with that, whether people were watching you or not, it didn't matter. And suddenly the right opportunity comes along. Man, you got something explosive called consequence, convergence, which is when suddenly people know about you. Suddenly people start making deals with you. Suddenly somebody calls you, like they call me and say, let's set up a bank through your company. Suddenly someone says, okay, we're going to do a brokerage. Suddenly someone calls you and says, I want to give you a hundred thousand pounds. And then I'll give you a million pounds tomorrow because I like your business idea. Suddenly it starts happening. I raised funds for my business just last month. We raised a quarter of a million just for 10% equity in my company. Only 10% equity. A quarter of a million was raised in a flash, in a week. It was like, boom, there's the money, let's go. Money is not the problem. It's not your problem. None of you have a money problem. You have a resourcefulness problem. If you give, this is why I say start with wealth. Because you know how many million, uh, millionaires who won the lottery are now broke today? Let me tell you why. Because if you, give a, if you give a poor man a million pounds, that poor man will reduce the million pounds to 100 in no time. But if you give, sorry, if you give a rich man 1 million pounds, the rich man will increase, sorry, if you give a poor man a million pounds, he'll reduce it to 100. But if you give a rich man 100 pounds, he'll improve it to a million because of what he has in his head. This is the secret. The secret, guys, is what you have in your mind. It's, I, I know that's stage one. I know you didn't want to hear that. You want to hear, listen, how do we do the deal? Tell me how to enter a trade. Tell me how to close. Tell me how to buy that real estate that's going to turn over 100,000 pounds. Tell me how to do it. You won't survive if your internal universe isn't bigger than your external universe. You need grit because life is going to be hard on you and life will force you to quit. Life begun that way, by the way. 
What do you mean life began that way? Well, I'm sorry to be vulgar here, but on the day that your parents did whatever they do, I don't want to traumatize you or put any of you through uh, therapy, but your parents did have to do something to produce you. And the day they, you know, let's call it the Barry White, you know, the day they did the Barry White and they got it on, yeah? All you looking down like you didn't come through natural means. Okay, cool. The day your parents did that business, right? Do you realize? I can't even remember how many it was. Someone can do the Google search. I'm going to make up a number. It was the population of London, more than the population of London. Let's say over 25 million personalities were released. 25 million personalities with 23 chromosomes of information were released when your dad did the business. You were in that race. Believe it or not, you were there. You were there. Think about this. Out of 25 million people, how many died? How many died? Do you know who made it? Now, I'm a twin, so me and my brother drew. But do you know how many made it? Only you. That's why gynecologists call you the champion seed. Life had a way of saying, you can't qualify for life if you can't even win this race. Life had a way of getting rid of every weak personality by testing swimming ability, ingenuity, <laughs> upward drift, aerodynamics, whatever you want to say. But life had a way of making sure, I know you guys don't want to think about this, but the goal was to achieve, to reach the 23 chromosomes in that egg. That was the goal. And every single one of part of you was swimming the race of your life to get there. And you made it. Let me tell you about life. Life will take your lunch money, flush your head down the toilet, and laugh at you and ask you to do the same thing tomorrow if you come to this life like some of these crusty, safe space people who are rising up in this world today. Life is not going to get easier. Some of you are like, oh, when will 2020 give up on us and leave us alone? 2020 is just the trailer. That's just the trailer. 2021 is the real movie. We're just in the trailer, guys. This is, but see, you went through that hardship to be here today. Do you think life has the ability to take you out when you won against over 25 million people? That means you've got something inside you. And this is what I'm trying to raise. Every time I do these talks, I don't want to speak to entrepreneurs. I mean, to employees. I want to speak to entrepreneurs. Because when I'm speaking to entrepreneurs, I'm talking to every ounce of potential that you are about to cruelly rob the world of if you don't unleash. If you let it die in the cemetery called a job, and I have nothing against jobs, but if you plan on making that your end and that's it, and you're not going to unleash every single ounce of potential that's on the inside of you, then why are you here? Why show up in life if you're not going to show off? Why show up if you're going to play it small? Why do it? What's the point? What's the point? Okay, you're going to get a nice house and you're going to get a job. You're going to live a snooze life. Boring. It's been done before. We need some extraordinary people. I know this call isn't to everyone. I know this call is not for everyone. I know that not everyone, even on this call, has that spirit of entrepreneurship on the inside of them. But I hope it's for somebody. So start with the end in mind. I think my time's up, so I'm going to stop there. That's only point one. I have 10 points here. That's point one. I'm going to stop there because I don't want to kill you. Huh? Literally, honestly, I don't think anyone is complaining right now. <laughs> Just like land, fully land. <laughs> if you want, if you need to leave, you can go.
I'll rush through my points now. That was point one, because point one is the most powerful one. You need to change the way you think. And how you change the way you think, by the way, uh, is, is it, some people think it's reading books. Uh, some people think it's listening to tapes. You got to learn what kind of learner you are. Are you auditory, visual, whatever? I am a full century learner. I need uh, headphones while I audio read, while I read. I'm a full century reader. I'm not a long-term reader either. I read in half an hour increments. Half an hour, half an hour, half an hour, because I, I, was, I was dyslexic, severely dyslexic. So coming over that, I'm not the most avid reader in the world. But I'll tell you what's more powerful than reading is when you can assimilate knowledge into imagination. When you take time to think on it so much that you are building empires in your mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are building in your head. I don't care how much you know, it's what you do with what you know. And the most powerful thing to do with what you know is to convert what you know into imagination. Um, the next thing, desire must be red hot. You must have red hot desire. You must have red hot desire. What do we mean by that? If you read a book, one of the most powerful business books in the world, if you don't have this book, please get this book. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you don't have it, you're not in business. You're not a business person. That is the business Bible of the whole world. This is a man who did research for many years of the richest people on the planet and found out what the common denominator is between all of them. What made them so wealthy? What made them who they are today? And his first secret in the book is desire. 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 You see how I talk? I'm not a monotonistic school teacher. I burn every day with passion. If you're going to live without passion, please don't show up. And, and I'm, I'm full of passion because of what I do as well. That's part of my passion in life. You must have a burning desire. More than your competence, more than your intellect, more than the amount of books you read, I would rather have somebody who had burning desire over an intelligent person any day. Because someone with burning desire will become more than intelligent. They will eat up books. They will, they'll be so enthusiastic to do what they need to do. You don't just need desire. The first secret to wealth is to have red hot desire for the, for the outcome. You must have a red hot desire for the outcome. It can't be just a little desire. It's got to be a flaming hot, crazy level heat that you've got to have. Basically, you can't be posh and prim and proper because you're about to break rules, many rules. Again, entrepreneurship is all about rule breaking. And if you're a coward, you'll never break rules. You've got to break all your rules, even your self-imposed rules. I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not intelligent enough, I'm not a salesperson, I'm not this. You've got to break all your rules. And to break all your rules, you've got to have a red hot desire. What is desire? Desire is the same thing as fire. The exact same thing as fire. And if you did chemistry, any of you did chemistry, any of you are a chemistry major or you like chemistry, what does it take to keep a fire burning? Three things. I'm reading your lips, Isibi. I think you said oxygen? Uh, oxygen, um, fuel, which is the like, vegetation, and then, oh my God, heat. heat. So you need three things to keep a fire. Desire is the same as fire. If you've lost your fire in life, you can't do much. If you've lost your fire in life, you won't be contagious. If you've lost your fire in life, you won't be impactful. You need those three things. You need oxygen, you need fuel and heat. What's the oxygen of, uh, of desire? The oxygen of desire, you need hope. You need a dream. 
You need a reason why that's bigger, bigger than where you are right now. You need to be so unrealistic. Years ago, one of my friends told me, now we're building our bank. One of my friends told me, they said, Toby, when you were in school, you were telling us you're going to build a bank. Now I'm doing it. They said, when you were in school, and we thought this guy was... He's crazy. Like, what's he about? I've been talking like this for years. If you don't have that hope, dream, desire, I've also said I'm going to have my own airports, aviation company. I'm going to be a space entrepreneur. I've got these wild dreams. And they're all coming together now. They're all coming together now. You have to be unrealistic. You cannot be realistic and be successful as a, as a CEO. This is what I'm saying. The current version of you, so, so unfortunately, I'm going to tell you a hard truth. University might be destroying you. Uh-oh. I know, I know. I said it. I said it. Yep. I know some of you on here are African, and your African parents are going to beat you if you leave. I know, I know, I know. You got to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. I know, I know. Some of you have to fulfill that rota or whatever. But your university might be killing you right now because I can see all of you you're kind of really proper. You're kind of cute. Look at you sitting there, like you know, you're real proper. It's not enough. This version of you, if you were in my office right now, I would like beat all of you up. I'll be like, what is this? This version of you, nah, I can't do it. You're not. <sighs> I know it's in there. See, I know the fire is in there somewhere underneath, buried underneath all the university work you need to do. That's why some of the great entrepreneurs, Zuckerberg, um, uh, uh, Zuckerberg, what's Amazon guy? Bezos uh, um, and uh, the other guy, uh, fifth richest in the world now. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Elon Musk. These guys left uni. I'm not saying leave. You can say if you want to. I'm not. It's up to you. I mean, do do you? It's, it's nice. It's another feather in your hat. You can say I'm a lawyer. I got my law degree. And let me say, when I got my law degree, I left my law degree on the table. I forgot it in my ceremony. I left it on the table. My dad said, "You left your law degree." I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." There you go. I've left it with my parents ever since. I've not even looked at that degree. Do what you want, do you, if you want to. You know, if you think this is the intelligent road to take, this is survival. This is fear. Going to uni, you're just there. Why are you there? Why are you there? Well, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be an engineer. Do you know your jobs are about to be taken over by robots in the next 20 years? Do you know there are already robots that can do the law and apply the law perfectly? There are already robots that can do more sophisticated surgery than human beings. So... Universities preparing you for a world that doesn't exist, but I guess they need to pay for their their brick building somehow, you know. So you invited me. If you may not want me here anymore, I'm just telling you the truth. Okay, if you don't want to hear it, you can I, listen. You can. I, I'm just telling you the truth. Some of you are wasting your time. Anything. Okay, so desire must be red hot. Desire must be red hot. It must be burning desire. You've got to have a dream. You've got to have a hope. You've got to have aspirations that are bigger than where you are right now. That's the oxygen. That's the oxygen. Now, if you want to be in uni, please stay. But if you know that you are killing yourself over a place you don't want to be, leave. You say, well, what will people say? What will this say? What will that say if I do this? What will happen? How will I get a job? And how will I do this? How will I do that? Have you seen what the world is like right now? 
it's like it reminds me when I see the way people behave. It reminds me of the Titanic when the ship's going down, and these dudes really irritate me. They got their violins and they started playing. I thought, what? Are... It looked noble, and they played the music, and everyone starts crying. What brave men! Listen, listen. I'm going into a room. I'll find a wig. I don't care. They're saying women and children first. I'm getting a wig. That day, I am a woman. I'm wearing a wig. I'm covering my face. I'm getting on those boats. I got stuff to do. I got life to live. I can't be playing a violin while the ship is going down. The economy is going down, guys. The ship is burning. In uni right now, you should be mining cryptocurrencies. In uni right now, guys, you should be thinking about you're coloring inside the lines. See, school and university is teaching you to behave, feed our economy, do what's always been done, even though life and time has changed. Let me tell you, if you're going to be in university, let me tell you what to study if you're going to go to university, if you want to be relevant in the future. If you want to be relevant, let me tell you what to study. IT, marketing, I wouldn't even say sales. IT, marketing, anything digital, anything digital, you ought to be learning it. If you're doing anything other than that, I know right now, some of you are like, boy, why did they bring this guy on? See, the thing, what I am in people's lives, my job has always been to be an alarm clock. It's always going to be my job. After this meeting, you can snooze me if you want to. But in 10, 15 years from now, I will have made sense to you. You will look back on this conversation. You go, that guy was talking sense. Because I'm telling you right now, your parents, even though they got jobs, they're looking for more income. They're thinking, man, we need more. We need, this isn't enough. We need to sort this out. We need to maybe look into real estate and property. They're looking at you like, oh, I wish I used my energy when I had it. Because I'll tell you what. Every major decision that you will ever make in your life, you're going to make until you're 30 years old. When you hit the age of 30, you're going to spend the rest of your life managing the decisions you made until that age. I want you to make the right decisions. That's why I'm trying to give you quality thoughts. I'm speaking to myself when I was your age. If you understand this, this is therapy for me. I'm speaking to myself when I was your age and I'm telling myself, dream now. Don't waste time. Don't waste time. Don't get distracted with stupid boyfriends and girlfriends because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. If you're in a relationship, you should probably leave it. If you're in a uni relationship, I'm hurting you. I know, but it's love. This is love. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because you're about to become another version of yourself that the new version of yourself won't understand who you're with right now. They look amazing right now, but when you become what you're meant to be, you know, if I tell you the girl who broke my heart when I was in uni, now I want to go to her house with flowers. I want to go to a house with flowers and chocolates and say, thank you. Thank you so much for breaking my heart. Thank you. Because if, I, if you didn't do that, I, w I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm just, I'm helping you. I hope this is love talking, but anyway. Uh, desire must be red hot. To have desire, you gotta have oxygen. Uh, hope, you've got to have heat, heat. Let me tell you what heat is. Heat is people like me. You need someone like me in your life. You do. A mentor is a tour mentor. You need a mentor. You need someone who keeps the heat on you. Mentor, heat is right friends, right relationships. People who are red hot. 
If right now in life you're calming yourself down to make insecure people feel okay, you've got the wrong friendship groups. If right now, uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Jennifer, said something once. She said, she said, what was the line again? It was on her Instagram page. She said something like, you need to find friends who something about who when you talk, it doesn't sound like boasting anymore. When you talk about your Ferrari or Lamborghini, it doesn't sound like boasting because we all got it. We're all, we're all together in this. But with your current friendship groups, if you start talking about, you know, I got a, oh, I got a damn Millet, a uh, hundred thousand pound watch and I got this, I got, they'll be like, she thinks she's so uppity. She thinks she's too much. She thinks she's too good. You got to have friends who, when you talk, it doesn't sound like boasting. When I talk to my friends, it's like, okay, so I want to buy a house. It's only going to be 500,000, but I'm really thinking, will it be worth more to buy the 1.1 million house or the 500,000 house? Imagine talking like that with some people. You're realizing the journey to success, you're going to lose your friends. You'll even lose your boyfriend that you have right now or your girlfriend, just saying. This is why I say, marry your destiny before you marry a person. Marry your purpose before you marry a person. Fall in love with your purpose because whoever you marry, they asked the wife of Martin Luther King something. Martin Luther King's wife was asked after all Martin did. And Martin Luther was not a clean man. A lot of people don't know. This was a, quite an adulterous man, actually. He slept around. He had pro a few of his own problems, but he, he was a gifted orator, a powerful, a prolific speaker. But he had many problems. But also his children were kidnapped. Stones were thrown through their window, death threats. His friends were killed. And so they asked the wife, why did you stay with Martin after everything he went through? She said, what a silly question. See, when I married Martin, I didn't marry a man. I married a destiny. You need to marry someone who won't leave you because they realize you're an entire purpose. You're not a person. You're not a person. You are a purpose. They should have married a cause when they got with you. That's how you qualify who belongs and who doesn't belong. Right now, everybody belongs in your life. You've got too many friends. People should qualify to be in your life by your purpose. This is your heat group. Don't have friends, have a board of directors. Because every friend directs your life. Every friend is your end. That's why there's the word end in friend. Every friend is your end. Every single friend you have is a picture of your future. I'm going to leave you alone after point two, because I can already tell I'm shaking some tables on point two, and I've, I've got ten. I'll leave you alone after point two. You'll have to, if you want to, if you're, if you like this abuse, invite me back another day and I will, I will, I'll lay on some more. Okay. But this is, these are the truths that I had to learn in my own life. The final thing. So you got heat, you got fuel, right? The fuel is what guys, what's the fuel? Sorry, not the fuel. What's the oxygen? What is it? I just want to see if you guys are listening. What is it? Hope, dreams, your reason why, your purpose. What's the uh, the other one? The the heat. Uh, mentor and the right relationships. Yeah, so there's actually three levels of heat. Mentor. Um, your your friends. And your mentees. Your mentees actually keep you hot. If you don't have people you're bringing up, you're not responsible. Because when you start bringing people up. It makes you responsible for your growth because you don't want to be a ceiling on them. So you have to actually, some, sometimes we're trying to go up, but you can't go up if you don't give up.
This is why I love doing these calls. Because every time I do this course, I give up. And when I give up, I go higher. That's the secret to promotion in life. Give. Give. Give what you know at this level and you'll get more. Giving is really living. But those, that's what you need. And then finally, you're going to need to keep the fire of desire burning. You're going to need fuel. What is the fuel? The fuel is the three things, three things. Fuel is three things your mind needs. Three things the mind needs in order to be successful. This is the fuel. Number one thing the mind needs to be successful. The mind needs a constant and repetitive and a sharp and a clear focus. 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 You can't be successful without focus. I got two eyes, but they can only look at one thing. You cannot be successful without focus. It's not, it's not going to work. This is the key to grit. You must be obsessed with the desired outcome. Focus. Vision is not the same thing as strategy. Vision is your focus. Vision is the end. The strategy is the means. So the first thing you need is a focus. The second thing the mind needs to be successful, and this is all the fuel, this is the fuel, the mind needs a set of instructions. It's like a sat-nav. I want to go to, uh, to 54 Lenovo Road. I want to get there. It's an hour's journey. Then guess what my sat-nav starts doing? Once I plot it in the focus, it starts to give me instructions. You need instructions. And that instruction is a course, some language. Maybe you want to, there are so many games to be wealthy. I call them, they're all games. They're all games. That's why I don't take it personally when I lose. It's a game. Real estate is a game. Financial market trading is a game. Crypto investment is a game. When you learn how to play the games well, you win. That's why in my company, we call them all games. We have several games we play, crypto, real estate. Uh, um, we're looking into the insurance market, travel, all kinds of stuff. We call them all games. When you learn how to play the games, these are the instructions of the games, you learn how to win. You get really good the more you practice a game. That's why I'll encourage every one of you, if you can't play, learn how to play chess. If you don't know how to, learn how to do it. Because what you need to realize is life is just like that. It's a pure game. You've got to know every piece. If you can't tell me in your life who the castle is, if you can't tell me who the bishop is, if you can't tell me in your life who the king, queen are, you can't tell me who the pawns are, if you don't know who, who people are in your life, you're not ready to win. Life is a game. Learn to play it. Learn to play it. So your mind needs to focus. Your mind needs a set of instructions. And then the final thing the mind needs to be successful, and I'm only on point two, but I'll leave you with point two. The final thing the mind needs to be successful. If you want the full thing, by the way, just subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Wealth Nation. The full teaching is on there called Grit. Okay. It's a new YouTube channel. Go ahead and follow it. But the final thing the mind needs to, to be successful is the mind needs a mentor. The mind needs a mentor. And the mentor's job is to commit you to the focus the mentor's job is to commit you to a set of instructions. And you cannot make your mentor your friend. You can't do it. You can't afford the familiarity of it. 
You've got to pursue mentorship. You've got to value mentorship. You've got to pay for it, whether you pay for it with money, skills, time, whatever you do. You've got to pay the price for right mentorship. Today, people see people don't understand the power of mentorship anymore. In fact, people see great people and then they ask them to pay them to come under their mentorship. It's crazy. I remember when I was coming up, I said, do not pay me. I just need to, I need what's in your head. If I can get around you long enough, I'll have what you have. I don't need a paycheck. I just need what's in your head. And so when you find a mentor, serve, when you find a mentor, be around, when you find a mentor, learn, when you find a mentor, take notes. And the number one way you pay a mentor, the number one way you pay a good mentor, when you have a secure mentor, is that you succeed. You succeed. It's not thank you. It's not messages. I get all these messages after every time I speak. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you've changed my life. It's like, no, I don't know if I've changed your life. Don't tell me I've changed your life. Maybe in a couple of years, if you listen to what I said again, if you grab this recording after and say, hey, can I have that recording? I need to play it in my sleep till I'm dreaming about it. I need to play it till it's, it's in my head. When you have it in your head, not in the back burner, not somewhere on the shelf, when you have it really, really compounded in you, then it, then it transforms your life. The, the final thing we need is a mentor. The mentor commits you to the focus. The mentor is there. When people want to quit, I simply say to them, can you remind me again of what your focus was and what your dream was, what your why was when you started this? Has that changed? Oh, but you don't know what's happened in my life. Then turn your, turn your excuses into reasons and get back on with it. Get back on with it. People even tell me, oh, somebody died. Turn it into your reason. Turn it into your reason. You don't understand it was my dad. Yep, turn it into your reason and make him proud. Make him proud so while he's looking down on you, he, he can see that's the person I raised. Make him proud. I don't let people make excuses around me. Turn your excuses into your reasons. I'm done. That concludes my TED Talk. Wow, that was so good. That was so good. I can actually see people coming. <laughs> Thank you so much, Toby. Like, wow, that was that was really, really good. I was making notes and everything. Um, I don't know how long you've got because I'm aware you may have another event that you're going to, but I don't know if you have a couple minutes for questions. Uh, I think we can't hear you anymore. I have some minutes, yes. Okay, perfect. All right, then. Um, if anyone has any questions they want to throw at Toby right now, feel free to, to just lay it on the table. I think someone has unmuted themselves. Bulu, are you I have a comment, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, what was the speaker's name, please? I didn't catch it. Pardon? What was the speaker's name, please? I didn't I didn't catch it. Toby Arayomi. Uh, Toby, it was it was really amazing and thank you for all the knowledge you shared with us. Um, it's it's really inspiring just to hear you talk and obviously I guess you've seen a lot of things that you know your depth of knowledge is just it's you can you can tell how deep your knowledge is in short but um, I do have a few points that you made I disagree with though Go you on. said about the jobs disappearing because of robots etc mm -hmm. we're actually studying this in one of my modules at the moment obviously okay. robots are like they're a huge advancement you can do a lot with them but I don't think jobs and sexes will disappear because of robots for example, okay. like say in the more in like housing industry, a robot can't negotiate a price with you. A robot doesn't know really? your needs, doesn't know your desires, doesn't know your you know. It's like think about it. I'm trying to strike a deal. Am I really gonna barter back and forth with a robot? 
You know? No, I don't know. So I don't think they're going to completely wipe out industries, but I, I, I get what you're saying 100%. Okay. Um, I, 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 you can, yeah, you can agree. You can disagree. Um, uh, time will tell. Let's have this conversation yeah. 50 years. What I've seen in my time, we, I develop AIs for yeah. financial markets. We yeah. are right now coding emotion and logic into my AIs. Yeah. Um, so my AI think like me, they understand my hesitations. They understand my reasonings behind the market. We're coding that yeah. in right now. I've seen uh, in the law de department I'm in, they've developed uh, AIs right now that understand common law, that understand legislation, and that can legislate. They're coding them with compassion. They're coding them with mercy. They're coding them with all these things because all these things are algorithmic. Yeah, but I mean, like, when it comes down to it, though, am I going to go in and shake a robot's hand? You know what I mean? There's not, no, I think there's you're no thinking of a robot connection. like... Um, uh, robots aren't the machine. The robot is the program. And the, yeah. the, the leading area of science right now is a, is a deep understanding that human beings are programmed, that the, a lot of what we do is actually quite predictable. Um, yeah. And this is why, by the way, the likes of Facebook, Instagram, and all this rule us right now. But this thing, for example, now, sorry, sorry, on that point there, like dealing with Facebook and their, um, like when you run adverts and stuff, you're literally dealing with robots and it's the most painful process because it's just black and white. There's no discussion. There's no, you know, I've changed this, I've changed it. It's just, you know, and for me, it's a terrible experience. You know, like, for example, when you're on the phone, when you're on the phone with customer service and it's a dial-in ro robot, it's terrible mm -hmm. in my opinion. And obviously, it might save them costs. It might say, but... I think that they're reducing the standard of service by using all these bots, robots, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, it's not, it's not a good environment, personally. But I, I will tell, I'll tell you now, maybe as a futurist, we can sit down in a couple of years from now and discuss this. Um, the, the next age is the robot age. And we haven't begun, we haven't begun to see power and the effect of that age. And yeah. I'm already seeing it and it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. What's coming? It's scary. Yeah. And I'm a nerd, so I research all this stuff. I love this stuff. Yeah. It's scary. You ought to hear the way. Even brilliant minds like Elon Musk, when they shudder at the thought of what's coming, and he does. Yeah. But he I, does. I think the fear is if it gets into the wrong hands, etc., because you can't really control them. Like, All human beings are the wrong hands. <laughs> All human beings are the wrong hands. What we do, human beings, is unbelievable. What we think is not possible is why things happen. When yeah. we assume this will never happen, we would never do that. And guess what? We just slowly boil and we keep moving the barrier more and more until we actually get to the very state that we said wasn't possible. It's yeah. going to happen. It's inevitable that human beings will one day create something that will essentially govern their life. It's inevitable. For example, I had a discussion, sorry, I had a discussion with a friend and he was saying that, for example, we're almost at a stage where robots can build a house. But I'm thinking, come on, you need people to bring the bricks, you need people to make the phone calls, you need people to do the planning, you need people to, you know? And you for example, a robot is say laying a brick, it falls over, is the other robot gonna come and pick it up and say, hey bro, let's go. You know, that's not gonna have happen been, in my opinion. Have you been to the Mercedes garage in Germany? No, I haven't. You ought to go. Mm. You ought to go and you ought to see the robots they built. 
It yeah. will scare you. When you talk about dropping <laughs> something on the floor and picking it up, they do that. But let's put the robot as not as like without charge. What is a robot? Someone has to even you know what I'm saying. Like someone has to actually plug it in in the first place and I recharge, etc. Let's have this philosophical debate on maybe Instagram. Yeah, you yeah. and I will. You and I can battle this one out. Right? <laughs> sure, sure. I think people might want more business focus, but you and I can battle this out all day. And I enjoy it. I enjoy these conversations. Cool. So cool, cool, grab me cool. on Instagram and let's let's voice note back and forth. Cool. What, what's your Instagram, please? Toby Orione. Oh, okay. My name appears on the bottom of the video. Okay, thank you. I think Wale had a question because I don't know how much more time Toby has, but let's try and all get our questions in. Wale, you can come on. Oh, I was just, um, I just wanted to raise uh, a comment on what was just being said and just to, um, I'm not sure what the um, person's name is, the guy who just spoke. I just point out that um, I think maybe when you're thinking of robot, I think you're thinking about, you know, the robot you probably see that we're probably used to from Hollywood, but I think what Toby is referring to is pretty much, um, how do I put this? It's pretty much the unseen kind of robots, right? The robots that work behind the scenes to make everything seamless. So from your chat bots, like he said, it's to you know, communi communicating to- Yeah, I found out there's algorithms and then there's another level above algorithm. And then there's a level yeah. above that because you've got the logic and then you've got the emotion programming. There are, there exactly. are stages and levels there that are unreal, they're unbelievable. And then to uh, what the, the latest study is, is, is consciousness. How do we download consciousness itself into AI technology? This is, this is freaky stuff. Yeah, and, and, and funny thing is, I think it's just like in a couple of, just 10 years, there'll be a huge difference from what it is right now. And, even though, and even though that's why the world, you know, the world economic forums are talking about reskating people for the new age, which, yeah. I mean, which who knows whether that's going to be possible because you can't rescue um, 40, 50 year old men who, you know, are used to in certain industries to rescue them suddenly. Um, yeah. But I, I, I guess, I guess, um, just want to say that obviously I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I've read about it as well. It is, it is scary. And, and again, it's not something that we should be worried about, but just having that awareness and doing things to be ready for it. Yeah. As we go now, I want everyone to understand something. The way I talk, some people may be offended with it. In fact, some business people may even be like, it doesn't take all of that. Let me tell you why I'm talking the way I talk. I'm not talking about business. I'm talking about something of such a scale it transforms the world. I'm not talking about setting up a hairdresser here. I'm not talking about owning a consultancy firm. I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about businesses of such scale. Now, if I was talking about a hairdresser, I would have calmed my, my talk down a little bit. But if I'm talking about people who actually want to unleash every ounce of potential they have to transform the world, then my talk is going to go a stage higher. Um, so you'll actually hear me talk. If I spoke to your regular entrepreneur who starts a local business, who just wants to support them and their family, it's a different story. But I get a sense that when I speak to people who are uh, of a certain age, before they get limited by other people's way of thinking i want them to actually think so much bigger because the world needs entrepreneurs we don't need another business person who employs two or three people we need more bezoses we meet need more musk we need more uh, people who produce things of such mass that they provide jobs they provide opportunities they provide new skills for people we need more geniuses and genius by the way is not uh, knowledge in school True genius 
is to discover you're a fish and not try to be a monkey. True genius is to discover your design and stick to what you're good at. That's genius. Not to become someone else's mold or someone else's version of genius. You so one, more, one more thing on the, the robots and like crypto talk, like the whole digitalization. I also read that the carbon footprint, et cetera, the amount of energy consumption is just not sustainable. And that it's, it's, it's sort of, not to say it's a phase, but you see what I mean? When there's, there's, there's more things to it, like how are we going to build all these things if we cannot provide the energy output? Oh, is that a question for me? Well, so it's just, a, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. In terms of sustainability, et cetera, like we're trying to reduce our carbon footprint, but if cryptocurrency, for example, they say is hugely unsustainable and may not last. University academic, this is nice stuff. It's great conversation, but it's not going to put any, any, <laughs> we can discuss this on Instagram, but if you've got a sure, business sure, sure. question to advance business, what you do, please fire at me. I could, I could talk all day on these side topics, but this is what I mean by university might be squashing innovation because that may be true. It may not be true. Um, the, uh, the talk on carbon footprints and, and whether the world is warming or not has, has been a talk for centuries and it's been politicized, it's been used to make money, but also you guys in uni are being indoctrinated. You are. Uh, whether you know it or not, you're being indoctrinated to believe certain things that may be true or may not be true. But today, even theory is, is touted as real science, even theory, even things that are not yet scientifically categorically proven is touted as science and then it's politicized. And so I don't really want to go down that road. But if you've got something relating to what I said, uh, I don't want to obsess over the digitization uh, thing. Um, I think Darren messaged that he had a question. Darren, if you can hear me, you can hop on now. Ask your question. Just ask him to Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, sorry, I'm just driving. Um, I just had a question. Sorry, I jumped on a bit late, but this is just mainly um, going back to what you said about uni. So going off my experience, um, I graduated out of uni this year, but um, what I realized actually is that I understand that you're saying that um, uni is programming us a certain way, but what I find now is that um, most of what I'm using outside uni is not, I'm not really using what I went into uni to learn. I'm actually using more of the general education stuff. And that's mainly the stuff that you don't really like, like social science, social, um, natural science, stuff like that. So bringing that into perspective, doesn't uni play a part in that? Because you learn those stuff and you, you don't really learn those stuff on the day to day. I would disagree. I think you, the majority of what you learn in life, you're going to learn from life. I don't actually believe that real learning takes place in a classroom. I don't believe that for one second. You just said now that you, you're not really using what you study, but you're using some of the social skills, social sciences you see. You can learn that in life as well. It doesn't take uni for that to happen. Um, if it happened for you in uni, great. But actually what you'll learn about selling, talking, some of the highest paid skills in the world, number one paid skill in the whole world is sales. And you can't learn that simply in university. You learn that by doing it. You learn that by talking to people. You learn that by building rapport. We could teach you a formula for selling. I've got a powerful formula for selling, but you don't learn it unless you do it. 
and the majority of what we learn in life, you again, are some of the top entrepreneurs in the world and the majority of them, myself included, will say, I don't employ university people and I'm surrounded by Harvard and Cambridge types, but I would rather employ someone with street smarts who knows what to do and is about and can get the job done than somebody who has all the degrees in the whole world. And I found that in my journey in life, I've employed people with all the degrees you can imagine. I'm talking Harvard, Yale, Cambridge, Oxford. I have them all. You'd know their names. Some of them are social media influencers that go to and attend some of my organizations. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the smarts, it doesn't really help. The greatest school is life. It's the greatest school. And unfortunately, a lot of us live in our bubbles. We're not really engaging with life. Um, I couldn't believe when I left uni, suddenly I was slapped with council tax. I was like, what the heck is council tax? Then suddenly I'm paying NI contribution. I was like, what the heck is an NI contribution? Then suddenly I'm paying, I feel like I'm paying breathing tax these days. Suddenly my business reached a point I was paying almost 50% in taxes where was it coming from? And no one taught me about uh, putting my money in trust funds, paying myself through shareholder dividends. This is all stuff that only life teaches you. It's not, you're just not going to learn business behind a desk. I promise you. I don't care if you've got a business degree. It won't make you work for me in business. You're going to learn business doing business. It's the only way you're going to learn it. So uni is good. I'm not against uni. Uni works for those who want to be specialists. If you want to be a specialist, doctor, lawyer, engineer, computer scientist, then you need to go to uni because you can't be a doctor without a degree. It works for people who want to be specialists. But if you don't necessarily want to be a specialist, but you want to be an entrepreneur, then I would say this. If you're going to uni, study some specialization. Study branding and marketing if you want to be an entrepreneur. Don't do business. Don't do, please don't do a degree in business. Do something in like branding and marketing. Do something in digital marketing. Do something in um, some hard skill that you're going to need to make your business successful. But just don't do it in the study of business or for the sake of economics. I got so many economic majors in my business who are so bad at making money their economic majors. It's like having doctors who are unhealthy or a gym instructor who's flabby. There are so many people with degrees, but if your practice doesn't match up to your degree, then it means nothing. The school of life is practice. It's action. And actually, that's one of the steps that I didn't give you in grit. It's raw and massive action. If you don't know how to take raw, crazy and massive actions every day, that these are some of the biggest risks that you can take. But if you're an overthinker, you'll be an underdoer. And unfortunately, uni is going to teach you how to think and think and think of it like we were just doing now. See how we were doing this at the beginning of the call? I gave some nuggets that I thought you were going to ask me some real deep questions. You're like, well, you know, I think according to uh, the carbon footprint of the uh, United Kingdom, we can't currently put out the uh, current. Essay. It's like, cool, okay, but it's not going to put food on the table. It's great. This is thinking, 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 but we need action. And I don't mean that to insult. But I do mean that to say, look, at the end of the day, it's not what we say that matters, it's what we do. It's the actions we take. That's the fruit. It's the impact we leave. That's the fruit. And we live in a world of talkers and tweeters and resharers and followers. We rarely have leaders. And what separates the leader from everyone else is action.
It's action. That was going to be my biggest point in grit. In fact, it's my 10th point. It's raw and crazy and massive action every single day. If you go to bed full of energy, you're not doing it. At the end of the day, if your eyes are not red hot and you're just like, what have I done? Like you have poured out. That's entrepreneurship. It's daily pouring out, daily pouring out. Um, then you're not really there. Uh, there's sorry for um, cutting you short. Um, yeah. There are two people who want to ask questions. Um, you guys can just un unmute yourself, Emmanuel or um, Demera or I don't know anyone. Are these in the chat? Where would you say people can look to gain more knowledge in finances and working for yourself? Join my business. I run a school of mentorship. It's called Wealth Nation, and you can gain more knowledge. Um, next one if anyone has any questions for me or my brand yeah please i don't know who this is maybe they were the previous speaker is that yeah, right yeah, I think there's a, if you echo i'd love to hear more about your brand please uh do do it's uh what's the brand called it's called M more than color <laughs> more than color more than color fantastic i'd love to know more about that no, oh, yeah, i had one to, for you but i'm not sure if anyone wants to go before me i know i was invited by fanny but Emmanuel, let's hear from you. That's good. Uh, when good. you said spoke to me on many levels, I know uni, uh, you said, well, the good thing about uni is it brought us here, man. It brought us to hear you. So I guess it does have some advantage. Yes, but, uh, for sure. When you said the power of habits is something you spoke about that really got to me and how that's like automatic decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure there's no, that, there's no golden habit to making in life, but is that that one habit that you'd tell us right now that impacted you the most that you recommend oh, yeah. working on? Yes, good. That's a good question. See, that's a question right there. <laughs> Everyone, Emmanuel is now your mentor. That's a question right there. You know who the most intelligent people are by the questions we ask. That's intelligence. That's Wait, what was the question? <sighs> he missed it. Don't don't repeat. No one repeat. <laughs> it's over. You missed it. Too late. You need to watch. I read call. a message and I lost it. Was it too like... good. It was too good. You you missed it. That's what happens in life. No, I'm joking. He simply asked, uh, the, do you want to ask your question again? Um, I said that his point on the power of habits and how like, that becomes an automatic decision really spoke to me. And I wanted to know that one habit that impacts him the most that he can tell us to work on. Obviously, we won't get it done like that. But what's that one habit we should work towards improving in our lives or no. implementing in our lives? I'll give it to you because there, there are golden ones. Love it. One of the most powerful golden habits is taking maybe 20 minutes to an hour out of your day with some soft music in a quiet corner, imagining what your life should end up like. We don't yet know the power of imagination. We live our, and it all depends on your worldview. If you kind of believe, hey, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be, then you are in life, you're just a sailboat who whatever wind takes you, that's where you'll go. That's not a good life. You've got to be a motorboat. You've got to chart your course. You can't let the wind take you. You can't do it. The wind will take you to places that are not predictable. Maybe you like that level of surprise and unpredictability, but it's not good. It's not good to throw your life to chance. You have to picture your desired outcome. How do you want your life to end? Think about your legacy now so you'll become a legend. Think about what people are going to say about you when you die. Think about what people are going to say when you're at the funeral. Think about it now. Think about the end now. Because it's a very short life. 
very short, I promise you. You're going to blink and you'll have children surrounding you. I've got three of them. And you'll be like, what happened? When, when in the world did I get to be called daddy? I couldn't believe when I went into a school, I could not believe they were calling me sir. I was like, what? I'm a kid. What? When did I become a grown-up? And then some kids called me uncle. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I have not yet grown my pot belly and my hairline has not receded. So don't call me uncle. You know, the most powerful thing you can do, imagine the end. Imagine the end. I'm not talking about your death. Though, I'll tell you, as freakish as it sounds, I imagine that a lot. I imagine it a lot because I went to a funeral once and I remember being at this funeral and only two people showed up. And I thought, boy, here's someone whose life could have mattered more that really didn't impact. There's no impact. I always think about these things. I'm constantly thinking about my legacy. I'm constantly, because when you start thinking like that, you start to live life dead and that's only the time when you become alive because you're no longer afraid of death. The biggest fear in life is death. Biggest fear in life is death. And if you're not afraid of it anymore, you're not afraid of anything. People can talk about you, they can hate you. I'm sure people on this call don't like me. I'm sure some of them have locked off halfway through thinking, what does this guy even know? Bye, I'm not here for it, whatever. It does not matter to me. I will still sleep tonight in my beautiful home. I'll enjoy my life, yeah? So it's, it's think about the end, imagine your future, imagine the lives you'll impact, imagine the people you'll touch, imagine your company, imagine your office space, if it's gonna be an office, imagine owning the skyscraper, imagine owning the building, this is it. Your capacity is your imagination, that's it. Capacity means space, how much can a plane take? Well, what's its capacity? Your life capacity is your imagination. If you try and fit life into your thoughts, you'll never be successful. Realistic people are rarely successful. Realistic people are rarely successful. You've got to have a powerful imagination. Build capacity with your imagination. Think bigger than where you are. That's my first thing. That's my first thing. My second thing is this, and this is a very powerful habit, one that I do. Write instructions to yourself. Write instructions to yourself. Have you ever advised somebody and thought while you were giving them advice, you thought, whoa, this is really good. I should take notes on what I'm saying. You ever done that? You ever advised somebody and they did it and their life became successful, but you're still where you are? <laughs> Do you know how powerful it would be if sometimes you took yourself seriously and took your own advice seriously? You got locked up in your spirit, wisdom. There is wisdom locked up in your spirit, crying out for you to listen. Wisdom is actually common sense. The reason why it's not common is because most people don't listen to it. If you actually listen to the common sense, if you listen to me today and I resonated with you, let me tell you why I resonated with you because this is the conversation that you've been having inside with yourself all this time. You just didn't listen. You needed me to amplify the voice that's inside you. It's already there. You just weren't listening to it. You knew everything I said today was true. You knew it. Something in you is like, this is true, man. What are you saying? Some of you were rocking while I was talking. That's called resonance. You were resonating because this has been your internal dialogue all this time. Yeah. Write instructions to yourself. So I tell myself this. I write instructions. Toby, today, you are going to make unusual amounts of income by doing the things that directly impact your level of income. You are not going to distract yourself by doing anything else. You are going to solely focus on this because it is the right thing to do. 
And you are doing this, Toby, because the lives that will be impacted by this journey will be this person, this person, this person. So Toby, get on with it. And these are now your instructions. And I list them. I do it every day on my iPad. I write clear instructions. And my instructions include how I think. My instructions, I decide my motives. I decide my motives. If I've got wrong ones, I change them. Toby, this is going to be why you're doing this. This is going to be the reasoning. This is going to be the focus. I write my to-do list. I write my not to do. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get involved in this. I'm not going to hoover. I can, I can pay someone to hoover. Let me tell you what I've learned about wealthy people. We, we, buy, we pay for our weaknesses. I, I don't need to be cleaning my house. That, I can make more money doing what I do than cleaning my house. So let me pay somebody to clean the house so I can do what I need to do. I get rid of my not to do, so I do my to-do list. Very important that you do that. Write down instructions, clear instructions to yourself. If they're not clear, if you don't know what to do, it's because your instructions aren't clear. If you don't have habits, it's because your instructions aren't clear. Do it every day. It forms and it focuses your habits. When you get distracted, get a pen and paper, start writing instructions to yourself. The third thing, is take massive action on those instructions and start with the instructions that give you the most excitement first. Don't start with the menial things, don't start with the, start with the instructions that give you the most excitement first. Take action on the things that give you the most energy, the most life, the most excitement. Today, what would give me the most excitement was the brokerage firm we want to open. So I was working up the negotiations. Are we going to spend £70,000 a month? We're going to spend, I mean, a year or £60,000 a year for the brokerage. We were negotiating it down. We managed to negotiate our brokerage down from £100,000 a month to £70,000 a month, saving ourselves £30,000 on a discount. That made me really happy. That was a big win for me. You understand? Thank you. Boomy Congrats. Congrats, man. Appreciate that. So that's, that's part of action. See that massive action? Do you know what it does to me? We call it the success triangle. Picture a triangle. This is how to break uh, a procrastination. I, I'm not doing Illuminati, I promise. But picture a triangle. At the top of the triangle is results. Up here at the peak is results. On this side of the triangle is habits or action. And on this side of the triangle is belief. Draw that triangle on your paper because that's going to be your power triangle for success from now on. Results at the top, belief over here, and action or habits over here. Of these three, what's the most important? You asking me? Yeah. I say belief personally, uh, okay. but in my opinion, in my opinion, without one, the other two fall as well. So I. You need all of them, but let me tell you what's going to happen. You can believe all day long. I'm a great, I'm a million, I'm a million, I'm this, that. If you don't have actions, but your belief, you, sometimes you should get your belief so strong that it converts to action naturally. So you don't need motivation, but this is it. If you can take action, your actions will inform your results. When you get results, what will happen? Your beliefs go up. When your beliefs go up, what happens to your action? Your actions get bigger. When your actions get bigger, what happens? Your results become more. When your results become more, guess what happens? Belief goes through the roof. When your belief gets stronger, that's the triangle I live by every single day. Every day of my life. That's my triangle. And my most important focus, actually, yes, I work on my belief. I work on my belief because your belief is your capacity. 
Let me tell you what I work on as well, action. When I, there are days I don't believe I can do it, but let me tell you what I do, I take action. When I take action, it informs my results. My results are informed, it informs my beliefs. So do that every day, every day. Let me tell you how to create strong beliefs. One key and one key on this, what I said at the beginning, repetition. repetition. If you don't listen to what I said over and over and over, let me tell you what I used to do. I used to convert books into voice recordings. And I would voice record how I'm going to believe. And I would say, I am going to believe, according to this book, I'm going to believe this, this, this about myself. And I would play on loop through the night, through the day. I would play on loop until it became how I think. Programming is more powerful than motivation. If you can program yourself, you won't need motivation. That's the thing about human beings. Cults teach us, cults teach us that human beings are programmable. And there's nothing wrong with brainwashing. You just got to make sure you're being brainwashed with the right thing. And if you don't know you're being programmed, that's why they call it television programs. You're learning marriage from EastEnders. <laughs> you're, <laughs> listen, you're learning money management from Phil Mitchell. That's a program. You got to be careful about even what you watch on TV because everything is programming you. Everything. Everything in this world, news, is a program. It's all fear. COVID-19, we're all going to die. So everybody's looking to the government as the savior. When's the vaccine coming? That's such rubbish. In this time in COVID-19, I've made more money than in the last 10 years of my life in this time of COVID-19. I don't want life to get easier because actually I think the easier life gets, the weaker people become. I actually want life to get a bit tougher. So we can become stronger, tougher people. I can't imagine if we went through war like the GI generation did. I can't imagine if this generation went through war. We'll be throwing avocado and toast at each other. I'm talking about safe spaces. And you're in my safe space today. And uh, I can't believe you just said that about me. You, I don't, <laughs> we're just so offended by everything. We're so soft. We're so soft. That's cool. Yeah. I hope that answers your question. I know um, I wrap up, but I hope at, that answers. In the middle of that triangle, I put impact. But yeah, that's it. Good. Toby, I have a quick um, question for yes, you. For me. Sorry if I cut off um, anyone. So um, I'm sure this applies to you. So um, I started um, an e-scooter business um, about four or five months ago. And um, I'm in competition with obviously big players like um, Harfords and Pure Electric. So as an entrepreneur, like we know that is a is a swim or drown business. Like, how do you stay swimming? Like, I'm sure you like you're creating a new bank and a brokerage. I'm sure you're facing you're going to face lots of competition. So, how are you going to stay swimming? Like, what? Let me recommend a book for you. Get a book. It's called Good to Great. Okay. Good to Great. Who's it by again? Um, get the book. You'll see it online. It's a red book called Good to Great: The Story of Companies Who Went from Good to Great. What you're going to need for your company to become great, you're going to need a mastermind. Basically, and this may hurt you, you're going to need your business, you're going to need to give your business over to other people. This is, this is why most businesses stay good, they don't become great. Because they, they, you're so afraid someone's going to steal your idea, you hoard it to yourself. You need a mastermind, yeah? Can we ask the company name? Metro, Metro Scooters. Metro Scooters. Oh, do you have Instagram? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, I'll post it. Okay. When you get when you get this, you're gonna need a mastermind. We call them level seven leaders. I have an entire exec team of them. These level seven leaders are allowed to dump their that you meet them in a boardroom, and they have there's qualities of level seven leadership. Get the book, read it. There are qualities they have. One of the qualities they have is they're not superstars. One of the qualities they have is they're not in it for themselves. They are in it for the company. They are all about the company. I can already tell you things that I would do to make your company great, like great. But they are in it for the company. Their mind is about the longevity, longevity and the legacy of the entire company. And they are allowed, and this is what my level seven leaders did. We sat down in our boardroom and they were allowed to rip my business apart. There's a process chart that you need. And the process chart is in another book. Um, Fanny, after this meeting, I'll send you a list of my resources. Okay. If you just Instagram me, I'll send you a list of my resources. There's a great book you need to get that shows you how to plan your business out properly. We need to know what your customer touch points are. We need to know what your channels are. We need to know what your unique selling point is, your difference. So your blue ocean and not red ocean in your business. So these are the various things a good business consultant will take you through. But I can give you a book that if you will read it, you can do it yourself with level seven leaders. Pick them very carefully. They've got to be more intelligent than you. If you're the most intelligent person in the room, you're in trouble. You're sunk. Um, Toby, That'd sorry, if I might question. ask a question. Can I just finish the question to, to you can. can I, let me just finish the question. To yeah, sorry. That's your question. But you need to get these guys together. And let me tell you what they need to do. You say, this is my business, scrutinize it. What would you do? And you're hearing them. There are masterminds. They're putting in their ideas. They're saying, well, this is, but you're going through that chart. I'm going to give you the book. You're going, it's a systematic meeting. It's not random. You're just the chairman. You're not butting in and you can't be defensive because as entrepreneurs, we get defensive about our babies. You're talking about my child like that. You can't do that. You don't know what I went through. I'm very defensive of my business. I don't like people talking about it anyhow or anyway, but my level seven are allowed to. Okay, they scrutinize the business because they're there for the whole company. Uh, part of what I would tell you to do, you're running a scooter company. Um, I would have told you to, to not be a scooter company if I was level seven with you. Um, I would have looked at your business. I need to understand it more. I need to understand your vision more. Uh, but I would have probably taken it into uh, making you an app business, a, a technology business instead of a scooter business. And I would have uh, made the scooters free and monetize the app. And the app monetization would have been, you would have, I would have found you international markets, uh, growing markets, Middle East, uh, Kuwait, Dubai, all these places where they love to walk on foot and move around. And I would have got, uh, made your scooter business into a, a business that these businesses where they just pretty much lie them in the streets and anyone can pick one up, book it on an app and go. And yes, you have competitors in the market, but Blue Ocean, how do you Blue Ocean? Make sure your scooters have a unique selling point. The unique selling point could be safety features. It could be that you include helmets on your scooters that are attached there. It could include uh, the, speed, the speed of the scooters. Uh, could be of a certain speed. Um, 
whatever it is about those scooters is unique to your company, Blue Ocean it. Or you make you ask some big brand company like a bank to brand your scooters, and then your scooters become staple. Uh, but you need to find a Blue Ocean. And by the way, the ocean is very blue. There are competitors everywhere, but the ocean is still blue in the e-scooters world. Um, it's, it's an emerging market still, uh, but you're definitely going to need your business to grow outside of you. You're going to need to multiply at a fast rate to speed up your business. I would also suggest that you look to investors. I would have suggested that a long time ago. You're going to need maybe anywhere from a million to five million pounds raised. But you're going to need to project to me a powerful enough vision for me to come on and invest that money. And then you're going to need to research markets. Just because we're in the UK doesn't limit us. We're in a global economy. We're in a global economy. And there are places in this world that they have not yet penetrated with these scooters. And I'm talking retail so people can buy them. I'm also talking uh, transport so people can get around on the go. They can move around on these scooters that are laid around the most beautiful cities in the world. I would have USP'd them by putting the name of those cities on my scooters. So when you're in Berlin, you're riding the Berlin. When you're in Paris, you're riding the Paris. When you're in Dubai, you're riding the uh, UEA or whatever. I would have branded them beautifully to build rapport in that country and monopolize that market to become the trusted brand. Now that country's name is on my scooters, it's trusted. And then I would have looked at influencer marketing. So some of the influencers out there that have millions of views who go on holidays and stuff, get them filming on your scooters, get them moving around on the Berlin, on the Dubai, on the Paris. Oh my goodness, it's the fastest scooter I've ever been on. This is such a cool ride. Get them filming it, Instagramming it, social media. You'd be shocked how cheap it is. The influencer marketers we use, 500 pound a month. That's cheap. For millions of views with millions of influencers, it's nothing. That's what I would have done on your mastermind, but you need a mastermind. You need people, you need, on your mastermind, you need a strategist, somebody who understands venture capital. In your mastermind, you're going to need an accountant and a financial analyst for sure, somebody who can manage your budgets. In your uh, mastermind, you're gonna need a business consultant. Yeah, um, but these are, and you can find them. They, they don't cost money. They just need to buy into a purpose. And you need to invigorate them with vision and show them what's in it for them if they join your vision. Wow. Yeah. If you, if you echo, if you echo, fiola, I can't do it. Yes, I just wanted to ask. So obviously my business is, I've just started out, I've just hit two months on my business and it's more, right now it's a smaller niche because it's very, it's very specific to a certain type of person because not everyone likes to do nails. So like regarding what you said about your um, seven people who can help you grow your brand, it's one people, of those- level seven people. Sorry? Not seven people, level seven people. Level seven people, yeah. right. Um, but my question is how do you, because I'm not a very trusting person generally. So when it comes to my business, I'm even less trusting. Like I don't like to delegate work to people if I don't know I can trust them 100%. Yeah. And I feel like with, with specialists like level seven people who are you know very driven to do what you've brought them on to do, how do you know they actually have your business's interest 
in mind and not just doing it because they know when you get bigger, they're going to profit off of this business as well. If you're not a trusty person, you need to come to a realization first. Human beings will disappoint you. Okay. That needs to be in your heart. If it's not there, if it's not there, you'll never trust. If you never trust, you'll never grow. Human beings will disappoint you. The truth about humans, you've got to give them trust, but you cannot trust in them. By that I mean, with a human being, I might have 10 keys. If I trust in you, I'm going to give you all 10. But if I trust you, I'm going to give you one. And if you do well with one, I'll give you another one. But if you don't do well, I won't give you more. And the truth is you will not have killed my vision because I didn't give it all to you anyway. I gave you a piece. You've got to learn that with people. Human beings, this is the hardest journey of entrepreneurship, people. People will disappoint you. And the sooner you get to just expect that, then guess what you have? You have a heart that's already full of forgiveness. So you can make up for people's weaknesses. Because if you don't trust people, you won't give them a long enough leash. They'll hang on it. They'll hang. You won't give them a long enough leash. People are the best when, and this is a whole other topic, people skills. But people are the best when you trust them, when you believe in them. They operate at the best. Most people are looking for someone to believe in them. Most people are looking for a vision and a cause, but you can't give them everything. And you have to be good at discerning right characters from wrong characters. And it's, it's actually very easy. It's very easy. It's, it's simpler than we think it is. Um, everybody that you bring around you has a propensity to do just as much bad as they do good in your life. You also have to realize this. This is another realization you have to come to. Someone may steal your business idea. You know, in the time I've been doing this business, I think I've been ripped off maybe 10 times, right? People who were in my business took my business, took my strategy, my secret sources and recipes for trading financial markets and retaught them. And people said, are you upset? Aren't you offended? I said, no, 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 no. I'm not at all. Number one, I have something worth copying. That's a powerful thing to have. I have something worth copying. Number two, they don't have the secret source. They said, what's the secret source? I said, me. So they're not going to do as well. I'm the secret source. That's the truth. I'm not worried anymore if someone goes and does my business and sells it on. They don't have the secret source. The ingredient is the visionary. It's you. So somebody said on a post on Instagram, I'm one of these annoying trolls, because if I don't agree with your Instagram post, I'll correct it. Because you can put something on an Instagram post and everyone thinks suddenly it's inspirational just because you put a nice font on it. And somebody said, don't tell your dreams to small-minded people or they'll kill them. I said, if your dream was able to be killed by small-minded people, it wasn't big enough. It wasn't big enough. So I've had people come to kill my dream, tell me I can't do this and do that and do this. And I've had people tell me they disagree with me and then I just show them my bank account and I say, can you disagree again? Let's talk. Disagree again. Tell me, tell me what you disagreed with again. I've had people tell me all day long, you can't argue with results. So you, what, why am I saying this? Don't enter business with that fear. Be, it's all from you. You have to be so secure as a person that it doesn't matter. They could rip it, they could talk, they could do whatever. It won't affect you. 
But choosing quality people means this. Find people who are really intelligent, really intelligent. Like, I mean, their level of wizardry, like they are just whiz kids. Their brain is sharp. Don't settle for people who are like you. Don't settle for people who are like you. This is why I say in life, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. There are actually 10 levels of leadership. I don't have time to go through all of them. I'll come back, I'm sure, maybe another day and explain it. But there are 10 levels of leadership. Once you, when you're at level one, you attract level zeros and zeros and minuses. When you're at level two, you attract level ones and twos. When you're at level three, you attract level uh, two and one. When you're at level four, you attract level three and two. When you're level five, you attract level six and four. When you're level seven, you attract level eight and nine. When you're level uh, 10, you attract people beyond that. What am I saying? When you're above average, you can actually start attracting people who are three to five times ahead of you. So before you choose your team, bank on you. Go as far as you can as yourself. And then the right people will show up. But if you do it too early, the wrong people will come. Do it at the right time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, Demero, I think you had a question. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think um, during the course of you speaking, you've kind of answered certain things. Uh, thank you for your time, by the way. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm just kind of because I have like certain ideas for things, but sometimes I'm not good at like pinpointing one thing. And I think, um, like you said, like, you know, cutting friends off or something like that kind of resonated a bit, but I was also like, lol, life also happens. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out how you manage to, because we're all humans and we're all flawed, but I want to know how you kept on, despite, because I'm sure there must have been knockbacks. And, oh, wow, I just realised my wife's on the call. Hey, babe. <laughs> now, now I'm shy. Now I'm shy. The whole time. I've been here since the beginning, actually. <laughs> hey love hey. okay sorry back to it back to it yes um so your question was how do you know that you've attracted the no 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 sorry it's okay question... it's been a long <laughs> day yeah so i guess it's kind of just like yeah how do you know what kind of people to keep around and who to, and also how you kind of deal with knockbacks, kind of. I don't know what I'm saying now, yeah, but no, I think- I know what you're saying, it's a, it's a yeah. good question. And actually you should probably listen to my message on YouTube about leading through pain. I call it bleedership, leading and bleeding. You gotta learn to do it. Um, it's, it. The journey of leadership can be extremely hurtful because of the only thing that makes it hurtful is leadership is all, this is why people don't do leadership and they don't do business. Because it's all about expectation. And the mother of all heartbreak is expectation. The mother of all heartbreak is expectation. That you expected certain people to do things or certain people to be in place or certain things to happen that didn't happen. The mother of all heartbreak is expectation. That's the pain of life. How do you recover when your expectations are broken? How do you recover when your expectations are hurt? Well, especially when you felt like you put your expectations in the right people and they turned out to be the wrong people. 
You've got to start with you. You've got to love yourself more than you love. I mean, there's that famous saying, love your neighbor. People go full stop as you do yourself. If someone's love for you goes into the areas that you don't love yourself, that's a dangerous love. It's a dangerous love because that becomes a dependent love. And now if they leave or they disappoint you, it affects you. It affects your business. It affects your life. It affects what you do. I don't like dependent love. You know, I know that's Hollywood love. I know Disney set us up. Disney set us all up to fail. Because Disney told us you're going to meet someone who's going to complete you and fulfill you. And they're going to be, hear this, your other half. What? What? 23 chromosomes met 23 chromosomes in an egg. That was your other half. Done. Done. There is no half of you missing. You're not a chip. You're not broken. You're a complete, whole, autonomous human being. That person is not your second leg that you run with. The person who you meet is not there to complete your empty soul. In fact, if they are there to complete your empty soul, I, and I know you're probably not even talking about romantic love, but let me go down this route since it's the most, it's the most obvious one that hurts most people. It's all relationship, but I'm going for the deepest one. It's when we put, when someone's love fills the areas that we don't quite love ourselves. That's the most dangerous kind of love you can receive because then it becomes a dependent love. When you love yourself, you're in love with your vision. You're in love with your purpose. You're in love with what you do. Then whoever you marry marries the purpose. They marry the call. They marry the destiny. They marry the assignment. You've got to love this. You've got to love yourself. You've got to love your vision. So no one no one, whether they come to help you or not, it's a bonus. They add nothing to you. They take nothing from you. Do you get what I'm saying? But this doesn't mean that in the journey you won't be hurt, you won't have setbacks, you won't have disappointments. This is why I say programming is more powerful than motivation. Because if, I, if you're motivated now, some of you are probably stirred now, but tomorrow you're, you could sleep. Have you ever been really stirred and happy, gone to sleep and woke up, almost in a weird suicidal state. Has that ever happened to anyone? Like nothing bad happened, but you just woke up like, why am I awake? Well, like you just had a complete mood swing of life. Like, why am I even here? Why am I alive? And motivation swings on emotion. Programming. We always, I keep saying it over and over again, we always in our world talk about mental health. We rarely talk about mental fitness. You've got to develop mental fitness. And mental fitness is developed by programming yourself. You need to create a program for how you are going to think, how you're going to behave, what you're going to do, what your next steps are, how you're going to act. You need a mental program or a script that you create. And this is by the stories you see. This is by the people that inspire you. This is by the, the things you imagine yourself to be. You need to become your hero in your narrative so that your happiness, your joy, your success, your actions or inactions are not dependent on anyone. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Thanks. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really powerful tool. And it's something yeah. I also tell people, I don't want to go down this road of marriage, but it's something I also tell people, before you get married, be single. 
The secret to a, a successful marriage is singlehood. Are you happy with yourself? Because if you need somebody to complete you, you're in a dangerous place. You're in a dangerous place. And I know Disney and movies have set us up in a bad way. It's wrong programming. The right programming is, is you are a whole complete person. And guess what? When you're a whole complete person, guess what you do in a relationship? You don't come to take. You come to contribute. You come to contribute. Relationships end when people just come for what's in it for them. And unfortunately, the majority of human beings in our world today are tuned into WIIFM. What's in it for me? I'm not going to be in this until I know what's in it for me. The most powerful human beings on the world are selfless, and they're only selfless because they love themselves so much they can afford. They have more than enough love for other people. Sorry. Toby, can we ask how old you are, please? Oh, I never tell my age. (laughs) I never do it. I'm old enough. Is there a bracket you're in? You're interesting because you're very wise, but just that you seem like a young I got cool some guy. Great. Like... Do you want to give it a go? <laughs> you got some great uh, I say late twenties. Late tw- I like that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I received that. Late twenties. I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll go with that. That means you know, black don't crack. Thank you. I appreciate it. The, the impression gives you over thirty. Then. Huh? The impression gives you over thirty. Okay. Um, thank you, by the way. <laughs> um, also, if anyone wants to check out, I said it earlier in the chat, um, Alida's one of my friends. She was one of the speakers. She's also a part of the YouTube channel we've created. And um, yeah, it's on the chat. But yeah, thanks again. Sorry. <laughs> Just a quick little shout out to our YouTube right. channel. Yeah. Uh, Alida, I think you should hop on before we... Yeah, I was going to say, I also had some questions quickly before you have to go um because I've just been listening to this from like a creative standpoint like because obviously what you do is very different to what I do but I've still taken a lot from it Mm. so some questions I had to ask were number one how do you think we can find our unique selling points and then the second one would what would you say in your opinion for creative businesses to make us like stand out and not just be one of like 500 different like businesses. Yeah. Okay. So unique selling point is discovered in solitude. Um, I would say find, find quiet first, find a quiet place. And it's, I have a reader's corner in my house. I have places I like to go to get thoughts. I'm a great thinker when I'm driving. I love driving. I love a good drive to think properly. Um, but Einstein said, the hardest work is thinking. And that's why one of my favorite books is Think and Grow Rich, because it literally teaches you that you can convert thoughts into their physical equivalent. You can convert thoughts into their physical equivalent. Before you get, you know, a biology degree or zoology or sociology, I think the first degree you need in life is a you-ology. You need to so study you that you know yourself. You know what I'm saying? When people say to someone, What's wrong? And you say, I don't know. How do you not know? You're you. How do you not know what's wrong with you? <laughs> that means that that means the internal universe, the mind. In my opinion, the mind is the most uncharted terrain in the whole world. We've learned how to conquer space. We've learned how to conquer the sea. Well, we're still learning. 
the most unconquered terrain in the universe is the mind. And yet it's the place of the most limitless potential that you'll ever experience. Space is limited. We know space and time is limited and one day it will come back on itself. The depth of the sea is limited. Macrocosms are limited and so are microcosms. We know things are limited. The only thing that's not limited is imagination, the scope of the mind. Have you explored the scope of your own mind yet? Have you really spent time in your imagination? We were given this imagination for a reason, but we never use it. We rarely use it. Creatives should be there more in that quiet place, playing music and just imagining and thinking and exploring the terrain of the mind. That would be my first thing. Get a uology, study you, study you. Because your business is you, it's the extension of you. It's the extension of you. The unique selling point of your business is actually the unique selling point of you. You'll discover that. It all stems from you. Your, your business really is an extension of yourself. Um, and for your second question, how do creatives make sure that they stand out from everyone? Well, first, the sciences, and I'll give you another book, another book that you should read because I love books. Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Start With Why by St Simon Sinek. Emmanuel's got that book, great. It's, a, it's one of the most powerful books, I think, that exists, so well-researched, so well-written. It talks about how people connect with your why, not your what, not your how. It talks about Apple. Apple was my favorite example because Apple is, let's face it, Apple is the wackest computer that exists on the planet. I know I've already offended many of you on this call. It's the most rubbish <laughs> computer on the planet. Did you see why I've offended you? Because Apple started with why. And now Apple, you're offended because Apple has a cult-like following. They describe it like a cult. You're in the cult of Apple. People will queue up for weeks for a new phone that's the same as every other phone that they've ever had. They just keep telling us it's a sharper retina display. That's what they keep saying. We go, oh, yay. And then we realize uh, one, two days into using it, it's the exact same phone I had and I just paid a thousand pound more. And there are more advanced phones that exist out there than the than iPhone. Mm. Um, but they, they started with why. Now, if Apple decides to go into aerospace technology, the world will follow. If Apple decides to make a car, the world will follow. Why? Because Apple did not start with what, they started with why. But if Dell Computer, Dell Computer, decided to make a car, we'd all be like, what the heck? Nope, I'm not driving a Dell, but I can imagine driving an Apple <laughs> because they started with why. Your company must start with why. You've got to start with your why before your what, before your how. They call it the magic circle. The companies that exist today and the powerful today started with why. When Simon Sinek went to Microsoft, he realized that all Microsoft kept talking about is what's Apple doing? What's Apple doing? What's Apple doing today? Oh, we got to be Apple. We got to send in some spies and commit corporate espionage. Let's find out what their latest technology is so we can beat them and get ahead of them. But when he went to Apple, all Apple spoke about was Apple. Your greatest competition is you yesterday. That's your unique selling point. It's not your competition. Your greatest competition is you. Discovering you is your greatest competition. You yesterday. Not being better than everyone else out there. That's the worst way to run. Have you ever noticed when runners run a race, the moment they look behind them at what everyone else is doing, they slow down. Your greatest competition is actually you yesterday. That's your greatest person to defeat. You've got to learn to defeat you. But there are other keys to differentiating. Part of the keys to differentiation, one of them is outrage. You've got to be offensive to culture. You've got to stand out. You've got to be what they call a disruptor. 
Find out what your disruptive point is. Whether we like him or not, the most famous name on the planet is Trump. Why? Because he's outrageous. You know, more people voted in this presidential election than any election in time or history. Why? You think the guy's an idiot? He's not an idiot. I'm sure he sits on his golden toilet seat thinking, I'm going to tweet something. Watch. Watch the pour oil on the fire and watch them all scream. <laughs> he goes, okay, uh, this person's a very bad man. Don't listen. And then we all go, oh, he's such an idiot. And the whole world uproars and everyone goes for it. Trump mania. That's the most famous name on the planet. And by the way, his net worth quadrupled in his time as a president. Think about that. There has to be, whatever you do, it has to be laced with some controversy. And controversy means it has to go against the grain of culture, slightly. There has to be something you're disrupting, something you're changing. The book Good to Great says this. This is a question you've got to ask yourself if you want your company to be great. Let's not try to be great at everything. What could we be the greatest at? That's what you've got to find out. What could I be the greatest at? in your company, that's what you've got to discover. It's called the hedgehog strategy. It's not trying to be the predator. It's not trying to be the greatest in the jungle. It's trying to find out what you could be the greatest at. You're not trying to be the lion. You're just trying to be the best hedgehog. What could you be the greatest at? That's what you've got to discover. Um, but all of it comes from solitude. All of it comes from time spent with yourself. All of it comes from the discovery of a notepad and a pen. That's emotional connection, notepads and pens, emotion. I don't like typing. The emotion that comes from writing is far deeper than what comes from typing. But sometimes I'll type on my mobile phone. I have several notes every single day of things that I'm writing to myself to discover more and more my unique selling point. Sometimes I escape to the office at, at night just to sit down and think, why? Why, Toby? Why did you get into this? What was it about this? What, and I ask myself questions. What is unique about you? It's, it's going to be... and and. The truth is sometimes we don't do it because we don't have clarity. But the more you do it, the more clarity you gain. Somebody said to me once, it, it appears like the vision is always changing. I said, no, it's not changing. Actually, your discovery has been the same vision. It's only clarifying the more we get closer to it. That's all. It's getting clearer and clearer. So that's the key. I hope that helps. Yeah, that helped a lot. I actually had another question because of that really quickly. Um, so with my like business and things, I tend to do a lot, but I don't feel like I've refined what I can do the best, if that makes sense. Like, I still haven't really found what makes me unique from other people. So what would you say could help me to, like, find that out? Get a mastermind. Get a mastermind. And a mastermind can simply be you and a consultant, you and a business coach. Get a mastermind. Um, get somebody whose mind exists outside of your own, who's a genius in their field and soundboard. Sometimes it's conversation. Sometimes it's talking to the right person, soundboard off of them, share ideas, let them help you explore those ideas. Uh, you can find executive coaches that deal with that, who help you uh, sound out your ideas. Get a mastermind, get a business coach, get a mentor. It's the best thing you can do. Some of you say it's expensive. It's more expensive not to have one. It's more expensive not to have one in the long run. You're costing yourself a lot of time and money, not having somebody who's gone ahead of you, who's good, who can coach you through the process, but you need a mastermind. 
Imagine if you had knowledge like I'm giving you now on a daily basis or a weekly basis, where would you be right now in life? That's the power of a coach. The difference between seasons in your life is the voice you choose to listen to. You need a voice. You need somebody who speaks into what you do that's beyond where you are right now. Definitely. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. I think I'm done. I mean, I think Asimi had a question, but... <laughs> okay, I'll take one more. One more. <laughs> Sorry. I think you answered it, though, but I was going to ask you, um, basically, because you, you had... Um, right. We had World Mental Goal, then you, before that you had Basilica. So, like, you've had a lot of, like, variations of Wealth Nation, and you've gone through failure after failure, like at the beginning of like trading and stuff like that. But how do you overcome failure? Like the fear of failing, but how did that not stop you? How did you continue to progress? Okay, I'll teach you a, a secret about fear that not many people teach you. It, after a while, fear gets tired. Fear can't dance as long as you can. It's not as passionate about your purpose as you are about your fear. It's not that strong. That's a secret. Fear will parade itself like the biggest fighter in the world because it's a big talker. Don't make fear your profit. Don't do it. Fear is always bigger than it really is. It's actually a mouse with a big shadow. It's got a lion shadow. When it comes around the corner, it's a mouse. That's the truth about fear. Once your worst fears have happened to you, you'll be like, oh, I was that kid who went to injections kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming. I was the kid who 10 people were holding as they brought me into my injection. By the time they did the injection, I was like, oh. Because in my mind, I expected the injection to feel like a, a chainsaw massacre. And it was a pinch, a scratch by the time it was done. This is the thing about fear. It's false evidence appearing real. And because we're so afraid of failing, we rarely do. We rarely try. Fear has killed more dreams. Fear has killed more dreams than failure ever did. Just the fear of failing. Sometimes I actually think the fear of success is worse than the fear of failing. I think we're so much more afraid of our power, our potential to do great things. That's why we hide behind the fear of failure. Because if you actually came to terms with it, you are, you are powerful beyond your imagining. You haven't even yet tapped into what you can do and who you can be. Most of us haven't. Most of us aren't even aware of it or awake to what we can do and who we can be. So it's, it's well, you will realize after a while, I've been dancing with fear for a long time. And right now it's so tired. Fear is so tired. I don't even hear it anymore. If you told me today to, to buy a skyscraper, I don't even think my heart will skip anymore. I'm just not afraid. I used to be, so, oh my goodness, when we moved into our big house in Windsor, I was, because I came from, <laughs> I came from a house where uh, we couldn't barely afford the rent, 500 pound a month, to this nice big house here in Windsor. And I am literally every day walking around switching off the lights, because I'm thinking, we can't afford it, you're wasting electricity, I'm switching off everything. I'm not, by the time we had to pay our first installment, our first payment, I was like, oh, that's not so bad. And I'm paying again. I said, oh, okay. And now, and then by the time when I started the business and I got my first three customers, my heart was racing. Now we have over a thousand people on every, almost every continent in the world. And it's like, meh. 
So when someone said, let's build a bank, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's build a brokerage. Yeah, but it's going to cost this much. Did I blink? Let's do it. You know, I remember when I bought my first expensive gift for myself, it was 500 pounds. I couldn't believe it. It was like, oh my goodness, I bought a 500 pound gift. It scared me because something in me said I didn't deserve it. This is why we buy nice things, by the way. We don't buy nice things just to flex. There's a flex there. Don't get me wrong. We don't buy nice things to flex. Let me tell you why we buy nice things. They are tokens of the level we're at. It tells us, it's called acclimatization. When you climb to a new height in a mountain, you need to acclimatize. When you get to a height of success, you need to, something needs to tell you, you're here. Get a Rolex. You're here now. Get a, get a nice car. It needs to tell you, this is now the level. They call it a status symbol. It shouldn't be more money than you can afford to make. It shouldn't be more than 10% of your current income, but you need a token. You need to reward yourself at every new level of life to tell yourself, this is, this is, now, this is now where I am in life. You need, to, you need to tell yourself all these things. Very important. Um, but like I said, failure, that's interpretation. Did you fail? Did you really fail? Or, or were all those practice? Was that just practice? That's what you have to learn. So with all the businesses that I built that apparently didn't succeed, and they did succeed, all of them succeeded. It's just that my business name changed because I was trying to move from what to why. Wealth Mental Gold describes what we do. Wealth Nation is why we do it. And I move from what to why. That's all it is. It's evolution. It's clarity in the journey. So nothing was a failure. It's only a failure when I stop, when I stop, when I quit. That's when I failed. So in life, uh, there's a great book by John Maxwell. And it's this, uh, you lose or you learn. So in life, we don't win or lose. Sorry, win or learn. In life, we don't win or lose. We win or we learn. That's all. So don't, don't be quick to call something a failure. Interpret it differently. It's not a failure. I'm learning. I'm learning. That's all I am. Don't be quick to say somebody rejected you. Rejection is only redirection. Don't be quick to say somebody rejected you. Rejection is redirection. That's all it is. When someone leaves, it's because you are focusing on the wrong person. It's all, all it is is redirection. It's to focus your life on the right things. Every disappointment is actually an appointment in disguise. Every time something disappoints you, if you don't wallow on it, you'll actually realize something big is coming. Because nature abhors vacuums. Nature hates empty spaces. Where there's an empty space, nature will fill it. It abhors vacuums. It's a law of nature. When someone leaves, something bigger, greater is coming to fill it if you don't fill it with a cheap substitute. Hope it helps, guys. I think I've concluded my TED Talk. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, before we officially close... There was, uh, I had a similar question to what Demira said. What can one do to have you as a mentor? And if it's actually a possibility for anyone, if they're interested. Um, well, to have me as a mentor, oh. I think most people wouldn't want me as a mentor um, because I don't know that people could even take one day of me. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot. Um, but to have me as a mentor, you, you may need to join Wealth Nation if you want my focus. That's if you want my focus. Um, but honestly, if you can afford my time, 
And my time is expensive. And affording my time is not just money. Affording my time is, to me, it's what do you bring to the table? What's your transfer skill? What are you going to help me with? If you can't bring money to the table, what are you going to do? If you're going to afford my time, then fine, I'll do it. But where I don't see cost, I don't see benefit. Uh, Because I find that what people don't pay for, they don't value. They don't value it. Now I'm calm, trust me. <laughs> so so whatever, whatever it is, if, if that's what you want, um, I'm just not the mentor that pursues the mentee. You have to know that. Mm. It, petrol stations don't pursue cars. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just not the guy who pursues the mentee. I'm too busy. I'm running. You've got to run with me if you want to keep up. I move at lightning speed. I apologize to my PA today. And he said, why are you apologizing? I said, I know I'm difficult. You've probably spoken to Nathan. Nathan is a human machine. He's a machine. Nathan is a machine. I'm putting him on holiday for two weeks because I need the machine to keep working. But Nathan is a, is a beast of nature. He is like my guy. Um, I protect him with everything in me. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, and I mentor him as well. Uh, but I called, I messaged him today. I said, I apologize. So why I said, I'm a difficult person. I'm so sorry. I know I'm difficult and I'm sorry. Uh, and he just laughed and he said, but I, I wouldn't have you any other way. I've become tougher because of it. And that's the truth. I want, I, if you're going to work with me, I don't take weakness. I don't take excuses. Most people wouldn't want to work with me if I'm honest. Most people, I wouldn't want to work with me many times. So if you want it, you have to know what you're asking for. That's the truth. Um, but you also have to know what you become. The prize is always bigger than the price. The prize is always bigger than the price with me. So, but you can tell already, I don't, I don't give out bull crap. Do you hear what I'm saying? I don't like skirt around the issues. I don't give you fluff. I'm a straight talker. And I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll tell you exactly what you need to know. And it'll be hard truth. It may make you cry. You may disagree with it, but it'll be hard truth. Um, most people warn people before going to counseling sessions with me. They warn them. They say, take tissues. Because they do break after a while. Only the tough make it. So I'm, I'm just being, I'm being as realistic as possible. I won't oversell myself. Um, I won't say that everybody wants to follow me. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. There are, there are other mentors in this world. There are probably mentors even greater than me. I'm the greatest at what I do. I'm determined to be the greatest at who I am and what I do. Um, so if you feel that you're that way aligned or inclined, then follow me and, and, and we can see what can happen. But again, if I don't see, if I don't see that you're willing to pay any kind of price for mentorship, um, I know you won't value me. Because your behavior, your behavior reveals your convictions. I know what I know what you value by how you act. Do you adjust when you you're around me? That's that's a very important key. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pack up and get back to my family now because they're waiting for me at home. So much we literally kept you like wow for two hours more than we should have. I enjoy doing this. It's one of my favorite things to do because it's it's an opportunity for me. I get more from it than I give. It's an opportunity for me to speak to my younger self. And I wish somebody spoke to me like this. I really do. I wish somebody said to me, because I have regrets. I have regrets. And one of my biggest ones is I didn't start younger. 
my biggest regret, I didn't start younger. I'm catching up. Um, and I feel like I'm catching up. My greatest regret, I didn't start when I was 10. I wish I started when I was 10. So if you think you're too young now, I actually wish I started at 10. And I was doing business at 10, 12, 13, but I wish I knew what I know now at that age because I had the capacity to know it. Yeah. But people were filling my head with book knowledge instead of actual wisdom. So, uh, by the way, if I'm looking down here, it's because I have a screen down here where you all are, and then I have a screen up here. So just in case you're wondering, let me, let me show you, actually. You're oh. all here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Libby. Um, all the resources you mentioned, the links, the videos, the YouTube and all of that. Um, if Nathan could send it or on Instagram, yeah. It, yeah. Um, I can share it with everyone. No problem. I'll, I'll give it to Nathan if you message him and then he, he'll text it over to you. Okay. I'll just take a picture of my bookshelf. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my top books on my table in my office downstairs. I'll just send a picture of those. Perfect. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Catch up soon, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you all received something. I hope you all appreciated. That was this. mad. Guys, that was so Nicola, good. Nicola, thank you for coming. Hi, Nicola. Thank you, Nicola, for coming. And thank you. I was happy to be able to tune in. And I did tune in from earlier before my husband started speaking. So it was an amazing event. Well done, everybody. And um, have an amazing evening. Thank you. Same thank to you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, guys. So I'll I'll be sharing more information like if that he sends, but I think he shared his Instagram. You guys who spoke with him, it's your opportunity to go and follow him on Instagram, make yourself known to him. You know, keep asking him questions. It's a good network that you've just created. Like, because most of the seminars he's on, it's like 300 people plus. Like, so you don't really get to have this that we just had right now. So really, really make the most of it. Like, and don't waste the network. Thank you so much, Emmanuel, for staying on. Honestly, I I completely postponed my meeting to tomorrow when he started speaking. Like, it was that good. I just texted like, guys, I'm not joining this one. It was insane, you guys, all of you, even the business before, but wow. I'd be looking to bring you guys and him into like an enterprise event. So even semester two, like it, it was so good. Honestly, amazing stuff, guys. Keep in contact with me. I'm so happy you liked it. Guys, it was good. This is good. <laughs> this I, is so many pages of notes. Like, yeah, honestly. Pages. <laughs> Not to cut like, anyone off, but please, um, if you had your business, just plug it on the chat. Oh, so yeah. Can, yes. can I something real quick as well? Uh, for those of you that took part in the showcase, but also those that didn't, Sophie might send you guys an email out soon just to bring you in for one-to-ones, get your promo out to other students. Mm. It could be semester two, but I'll just let you guys aware of this. We want to make sure you guys are out there. But apart, apart from that, like, this was insane. Fun. Like, oh, my days, you get so well. So, yeah. So what was that, sorry, Mary? Uh, a few of you took part in a, a showcase you organized, and even those that didn't, I let Sophie know, all of you in this call, hopefully at some point she reaches out to you to bring you in for one-to-ones and get your word out there. Uh, I put you down to a bottle, don't worry. Uh, it might be a while just because she's going back to furlough for a bit, but just to make you aware. If not, just message me on Instagram if needs be, and I can look to set something you up. You also have a business, don't you? Me? Yeah. Yeah, just put it in the chat <laughs> yeah. now. 
Okay, that's fine. So I'll just I'll give you their contacts as well. So because they're um it's the um enterprise network with the university. So there's a lot of support that we can get there. So I'll you I'll guys are beyond my inspiration. Okay, cool. You're definitely on Sophie's level, but it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, guys, if if anyone has anything else they want to say or talk or have a chat or but this is officially the end of the event. Uh, you can stop recording now. But yeah, if anyone just wants to chit chat or you can go at I don't know. <laughs> Whatever anyone's feeling like doing right now. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Um, he, Bye. Like, um, thank you for having me. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Emmanuel. Yes. Yeah, just like um these videos every week on it's called CEO, CEO Club where it talks about leadership. Literally everything he talks about, he does it every week. So if you go on his YouTube every week, like an hour every week, like so you would love that hundred yeah. percent. Mad stuff. I was so honestly, I might actually text um uh any of you. I think Vanny, you're the one organizing it to bring him in for an event from our side. And get his voice out Definitely. there to everyone. Definitely, uh, it's so good, and I'm lo I'm so happy that I took part and said no to that meeting. Like this is ten times better. So glad. Thank you. <laughs> thank it you. Was, it was a short notice, but you made it, and I'm just happy. I'm I'm really happy you enjoyed it. No, no, thank you though for and Stevie. I look I look to look at those videos. Like I'd love to. Thank you. Receive you send him the link or is it on Instagram or something? I can just go on YouTube, I just put the link like in this chat now. Yeah. Manako go to YouTube. Manako Madison, I'm not sure we heard your voice if you're still on. Hello. When you if, if they left there on, on call, when you let when you leave the meeting, it'll since you're the host, it'll just get everyone out. Okay, all right, that's fine. So don't worry about that. I'll wait for a CB to share the link for his videos with you and then I'll just put the um like the channel link on um, actually it's just called Wealth Nation it's changed them. just send it to me on Insta if you want if it's easier go I'll quickly pop it on the thing but uh there you go I wish Enterprise section had an Instagram but LSU doesn't allow us one so I see my phone is dead so could you like note down um his Instagram page and any Congrats, y'all. I'll make sure that LSU knows like this was insane. Some better than the events I put on. It was honestly like insanely good. Thank you so much. See you soon, though. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye bye. bye. See you. Bye, guys. See bye -bye. ya. See ya. Bye. bye.